What's up, everybody? Welcome to Street Eats and Dope Beats, episode eight. It's your boy Jam Cam here with my co-host, Chef Adam. What's up, y'all? Yeah, yeah. And we're here with our guest for the day, Honor Flow Productions. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yo, what, what up, up y'all? What up, Adam? Yo, we're gonna talk about their new project, some other hip hop topics, um, and just what's you know, see what's going on in the world Jam of Honor Flow. Let's get it. Yo, let's go. Cool. Let's do it. Green faces, I'm still chasing. Shoes fit now, I'm soul searching. A damn thing for the grand scheme. Reason why I've been so determined Bringing rap and hip-hop together through words I spit be my sole purpose Came here to open your mind with this Like the mind to list closed curtains No detergent, I'm doing dirt Burning cheese, living a fantasy Ooh, What's up, everybody? We're glad to be back here With the homies on the Flow Productions Yo, what yeah. up? How about y'all introduce yourself? <clears throat> to my right uh, DJ is Lord, how's it going, everybody? Yo, what's up? Uh, this is MC Eliminates what up, what up, this DJ Chuck the Old Soul. That's what it is. Honorful. So how y'all doing today? It's beautiful, man. No, it's, a, it's a nice Sunday, you know? Awesome. Thank you guys Phenomenal, for being, being out, coming out. Thanks for having guests. us. Thank you, thank you. We appreciate it. We appreciate you guys having yeah, us. Absolutely. For real, for real. Thank you for the nice. platform without no question. Problem, no problem. I'll see you guys out here, you know, pushing the new album. Yeah, yes. man. Making, making your rounds. Black, so, I, Black Odyssey, man. Black Odyssey. Been out now. It's almost been six months. September, yeah. right? Yep, September is almost Damn, time flies. Yeah, almost six months now. Six months. It don't wow. it don't it don't feel like it, man. But you know, a lot has been going on in our world with team videos and shows and mm-hmm. you know, get a lot of opportunities in line, especially for the summertime with the sun coming out. Hey, you yeah. know, there's a there's a lot of good things coming up go, that, that we're gonna reveal coming uh, later on this summer, man. Stay tuned. Finally some I'm sun. Real. I know, <laughs> man. I'm, yeah, I'm, man. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of all this rain, man. I love it, but you know what? after a minute I'm like, okay. Right. I like the rain. Thank you, Lord, yeah. but please. I, but you I, want that sunny CA love. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a summer guy, man. Summer's my favorite time of yeah. the year, man. So I'm always happy. <clears throat> you know, especially like the Sundays like this remind me of growing up as a kid with certain right. records playing. Right. You know, the Earth, Wind, and Fires, the Bobby Coldwell, yeah. the Gap Band. So when I see sunshine like this on a Sunday and good yeah. music, that that's it brings a good spot in my heart, man. Yeah, so see. it's, it's always see, good we're, we're here, Chuck. I'll hey. feel you. No, I'll like, feel you. I feel like you this that. kind of sun, like, I just I wish you could just stay this temperature. Right, not too not hot, just, not, not too hot, cold. Not too cold. Oh yeah, man, just right. But with that right breeze, dude. Yeah, I don't, I don't mess with those hundred ten nope. three digits summers, nah, man. Not at all. Like Barstow, like you're in crazy. You no, know, like you've seen Total Recall. Remember they're in Mars and oh, they like he just yeah. melts his face. <laughs> Get your awesome balls. <laughs> you just walk outside. His eyes just pop out. That's yeah. exactly. Got the, right. got the look on your face and you walk outside. Ah, yeah. Already, no, like, why are you it's so like the angry? humidity slaps you in the face. <laughs> None of that. Take a shower and you're all sweating when you get out. Ooh, <laughs> man, yeah, that's, yeah, that that's kind rough. of humidity. We don't want that. Nah. Really? So, so that weather and it's like you know it's five thirty, six o'clock in the afternoon. That sunset, the golden hour. Yeah. Most beautiful thing in the world, man. Yeah, it's it's the purple yeah. haze. That purple yep. haze. That's nice. that's that's like, can't 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 buy that, man. That's simple. You know, sometimes it's simple things in life. Yeah. Really For real, is. seriously, cool. Yeah, like I really noticed you guys on this album, really, really like leveling up with the content, the videos. <coughs> like the videos have been dope. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Um, yeah. Uh, you, so, what else you guys got cooking? You guys have more content or? So, video wise, uh, shout out to the homie Norik. That's cool. That's in the place to be. That's cool. Hey. That's cool. The next video we're shooting is Elevation with Norik. Okay. Dope. That's going to be shot next month, Easter weekend, right? Easter it's weekend. One of, one of my favorite songs on the album. Mine's too. Uh, we got to tell the yeah. we got to tell the story of how the song even got on the album in the first place, huh? Yeah, yeah, man, shit. So, <laughs> so, so let, let's 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 back up here. I just want to say something real quick before we get to that. Um, 
the IE in general, and, and honestly, since we we met, like you guys have been so supportive mm-hmm. of what we have been about and given us a whole new leg and opportunity in our career and at a time where we were re-coming out as a group. Yeah. You guys played a major role in that, and we can't thank you enough for yeah. that. So. And, and, and a lot of that influence and sound got on this album. You know, Phantom Threat being on, mm-hmm. you know, Weird Science. I met Phantom Threat through the very first ripple effect you had yep. the dope spot. The dope spot. You know, and I met Norik <laughs> through you doing doing no filter for the first time yeah so through that over at the the monk space in K-Town. right I, I, I wouldn't have met uh uh lt i would have never done promoted dopeness you know none of a lot of stuff that wouldn't have happened so i say that to say this because you know the whole reason how elevation came out is you played a role in connecting all of us dope. so norik was like yo i want some beats for for some stuff i'm working on I made the beat for Elevation specifically for Norik. Yeah. yeah, it was I for Norik's oh. album. I remember. Yeah, and <laughs> I told Eliminate over here. Oh man, I was like, oh, hey, yeah. hey, check out his joint I made for for Norik, and he was like, why did you give him that? <laughs> I was like, hey man, like, no, like, no, you got to get that back. I was, I was like, like, man, some in your type shit. Like, giving this away? <laughs> yeah, I remember. It's like, yo, I got to give Chuck, and then. Yo, man, that beat from Chuck, we got to give Nodge kid. <laughs> so, so it was like, like, I was like, all right, let me try to smooth out the situation. Maybe we can do it like we do the song, it could be on our album and his album. We can, you know, like, do you do back? Remember back in the day, like, the album, the song be on two different, like, mm-hmm. albums? Maybe we'll yeah. do that. So I went to Norik about that. He was cool about it. We cut the record, and Norik's cool. record, after, cool. he was cool. working on um, the morning after around that time, I want to say. And it was already done. So he's like, yo, y'all keep this for your record. And we've had ever since, man. And people have really the, the the response we got for that record is Norik sounds like three stacks. He sounds yeah. like Andre three thousand, man. And you know, I feel like Norik is one of one of those guys in our circle that's just ready to go right now. He has the sound, yeah. he has the look, yeah. he has the style, and and it's always fun performing with him. Yeah. So we're yeah, so happy is. to have him on the record. And when it was time to do another video, like eventually you say, we got to do a video for this. Oh, yeah. Norik's, Norik's whole vision and grand scheme of things for his own career really mirrors ours. So it's really like minds really like meeting. So for a song that's about elevating your state of mind, elevating the place you are in life and looking, you know, like taking it to another level, like there's no other better person that, that can help, you know, put that message out there, you know, put Norik in our circle. So it was, it's really, it was fun. It was fun doing that record, and 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 we're glad to do the video, especially the lemonade line in this. Oh yeah, the lemonade line. Yeah, you gotta tell me about the lemonade. The lemonade. There, there, there's him. a line in the in the. You know, his verse kind of talks about him being on the plane. It's a popular mm-hmm. drink and he, and <laughs> Shout out to Gangstar. Yeah. <laughs> Still don't know that line. And uh, <laughs> he, uh, he writes in his verse that you know, like he was on a plane order in order to eliminate for the stewardess. That came up because he was at Drake's Den, you know, our, our home base. Recording the record, we're talking before he wrote his verse, and I gave him a cup of lemonade, and he spilled a cup of lemonade in the middle of my studio. Oh, no. Floor was sticky and everything. Ants everywhere. Cried to call Raid and everything, but we cleaned (laughs) it up, and that lemonade, and the conversation we had, and him spilling that lemonade made it into the verse. Okay. And and I I also want to make it a point that, and Jay, you can can relate to this as a producer. This is why it's so important even in today's swapping files. Uh It's important to be in the same studio with with artists when you're working. Yeah. Because you never know what kind of ideas are going to pop out when you're in the Mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. That idea wouldn't have happened like that if I would have been like, yo, Nori, here's the beat. Record it on your own time. Email it to me. Right. Yeah. So it's so important still to get those in-person collaborations because you never know what can come out of it. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, How big of a role does your space play in the album? I always see people at the Drake's Den and 
Hashtag Drake's dead. Like. <laughs> it, it it was the home base for the record. Just the energy. You know the weird thing about the den is that ha- okay. So so the den is in the den of my grandparents' house. They had the house built in 1959. Um, it wasn't made for studio recording, but it somehow it's soundproof. I don't know how yeah, the acoustics are kind of you know oh, well. perfect out you know down uh. there. It's so wild that it, it's like that, and you know it wasn't built for recording at all. And the name, you know, people ask, well, it's not about wheelchair Jimmy. I have to, I have to kind of clear that up. I have to clear, clear Sorry. that up. Hey guys, what you do? Jimmy Sorry, from Degrassi. Nah, it's not. It's, it's not a. It's not a Drake reference. It's not a Drake. Reference. So, 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 Drake is a reference because my grandfather's last name is Drake. My grandfather Je- Jesse Nelson Drake Jr. Sorry, Aubrey. From Kentucky. <laughs> Sorry, for, Aubrey. <laughs> was a pharmacist from Kentucky. You know, moved out here with my grandmother from the south side of Chicago. Was a nurse right. and an opera singer. And they had the house, like I said, had the house, had the house built in 1959. And, you know, he lived in that house all the way up to the time he passed in 2015. And when I started working more in the den of that house, and over the years, you know, I did stuff in that house, you know, we were listening to the radio, taping stuff off the radio and all that type of stuff. But right. when I started really making it the home base, where we're going to make this record. I want to give it a nickname. And we've always called that area of the, the house, the den. Yeah. So that's why I added the Drake's part of Drake's den as, as a nod to my grandfather. Nice. He was the original nice. entrepreneur of the family. Nice. So... You know, it was a people have come in and say it's like a homey space. It feels warm. You know, you meet my family. Yeah. It was all supportive of it, and and it just gives you a certain energy to it. So the energy of this album comes through from the office space without question. And, you know, um, that part of it I think played a major, major role. And plus, also, you know, we were, we weren't stressing about okay, we got thirty minutes left. Oh yeah. You know, this is yeah, gonna man. close up here. You know, we were able to kind of relax well, we got and X amount of hours. Rented. Right. We we're able to relax and. Let ideas come, then take a break, eat, uh, play video games, whatever, come back to it. I remember, like, there's a song in the album called Angel's Flight. Uh, Eliminate cut his verse, and I was trying to come up with a hook. He was coming over. I think we were talking about a gig. He came over, yeah, but this fool was knocked out in the chair for the tacos. Uh, you know, the, I, <laughs> I actually slept in that den. You know, I probably got, like, at least, like, you know, about all... all. You know, if we if we're calculating the numbers, probably like a month's worth of sleep. You know, <laughs> but literally, Rip Van Winkle yeah, right. I wrote exactly. I wrote the hook and cut the first part of the hook while he was sleeping. He was in the chair and I said, "Yo, the hook's done." I said, "What? The hook is done? Oh, sh- oh shit, the hook's done." So it's a comfortable space. It is a really comfortable it, it, space, it, man. It's, it's really comfortable. <laughs> it's, it's meant to be that way. So we taking naps between practices, man. That's true, and you and it's that. not it's it's our practice space. Black Odyssey was made there. A lot of the demonstration tapes are made there. The Summer Lust tapes are made there. The Jacker Three. Jacker the Summer Lust Three is coming. Bedroom the Jack- stories. The uh, <laughs> Jacker and the Flow. The House EP we put out with Jeff the Jacker. Yeah, yeah. How that worked was Jeff would do stuff at his studio uh-huh. and he would send it over, and we did everything else in the den and then send it back to Jeff. We would just go back and forth on mixes. So a lot of work was done within that two hour, two year space in in there. So for this uh, next record, you know we're in kind of. Kind of like right now, we're in a, in a space where we're just trying to re regroup and get inspiration again. Yeah. Um. I there's no doubt in my mind there'll be stuff. There'll be some stuff down there. We may do some traveling on this next one. Ooh. Yeah. No, we want to switch it up. Maybe just a little bit to see traveling. where the inspiration nice. comes up. So. Okay. That, this is just me just throwing it out. There's nothing, nothing for sure <laughs> yet. But um. Stones. But to Stay get back tuned. to you. But to get back to your but point. But you yet, never know. You never know. We like to keep people on Pay their attention. toes, man. <laughs> we like to, we put us to, in the conversation. <laughs> You know, we like to, we like to have fun and, and, and keep people on their toes. Like, people are too productive on social media nowadays, man. Let's have, let's have some fun with it. Let's have some fun, okay. with it, you know. With nice. the moving and grooving. Have to, man. Have to. Okay. 
Dope. What um, I don't know. So in regards, to, I don't mean to talk too much about the album. Not no, 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 just, no, no, no. Talk let's, about let's, the album. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 As much as you want. We'll get into some street on eats. all major platforms. Um, oh, yes, plug it, plug it. Food, that's important. Yeah, because you guys have like this vibe, and there's something different that I heard on this album with energy, and you know, you guys have always made music that's to me, you know, it's L.A. It's kickback. It's positive. It's 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 feel good, right? Um, but there was there was a couple you know moments on this album where things took a darker you know turn. Oh, right. definitely. Yes, and there was did. some uh, absolutely. You know, you they guys have. Darkness. Sounds like you guys are kind of like responding to some to some you know like criticisms yeah, and yeah. you know calling out names and even yeah, yeah. even put like us call, in a conversation. You know, calling out like venues. <laughs> put us in a conversation. So, I heard a, I heard a line about like bananas. Oh. <laughs> So you, you can explain yeah, that. This man. Is, I mean, I'm laughing. Yeah so, yeah, so give us some context. This is the second time, I think, in a week we've been asked about that line. So. Right, wasn't it? Shout out to Gloria. So let me let me clear <laughs> let me clear that up about the bananas line. First of all, shout out to Verbs, because Verbs has always held his matter of fact, Kyle man. Guy, man. What's the up? first promoter show we ever had was at GCS and Verbs was on the bill with us. Right before okay. they closed like, too. True. And he I remember Verbs drove with me to that show. It was in my Honda uh, Civic. Yeah. It was my Oh, the civics back when you had the civic, yeah, the civic the silver. Uh, the, it, it was it was myself, my mom's, my sister, and Burbs in the car, man, driving. And, and he's always showed us love, and and he's just stapling LA hip hop without question. Like there's just no denying that he's like the prince of hip hop. We're prince good. of LA hip hop. Prince it, of LA. There's no denying yeah. that he's We're, like he's like the the Noah James of LA. He really is. He really is. He really as far is. as like putting rappers on. He really is. <laughs> Yeah. And that's a crazy. I don't know if anyone's ever worded it that way. It wouldn't make sense, though, right? No, it makes perfect yeah. sense. We're good, and what he's done with bananas is good. The line about that was, if you've ever been there, and been, and I live in View Park, and Lamert is down the hill from where I live, so I'm right around the corner from bananas, literally. If you've ever been there, you just know with certain places, you know, it could be clickish. <laughs> All right, man. Lord, like, <laughs> Lord it, let out the yo. most epic sigh. <laughs> it, it can be click- And it's not like that good sigh under your breath kind and of I was good, wondering you know what, what that mean? was. I'm like, it, well, it, we, can, sorry, we, can, we can talk about it too if you want. We here, bro. It can, we can be click. It. it can be clickish. Okay. And the people that mess with, some people are open-minded. Because a lot of people <laughs> have come through Bananas, as you know, like the, the Anderson Packs, the, the Kendrick Lamars. Like a lot of people come through there. If they know you, they're going to fuck with you. If they don't know you, some may mess with you. So I may give you the cold shoulder. And, and that's 85% of the time. Right. The and, and 85% of the time is like kind of like the Apollo. You got to earn it. And then some people will fuck with it at the end. Some people will just go outside and have a cigarette. Right. And this is not, this is also a situation not just with us, but I've backed a friend of mine at Bananas and oh, man, she yeah. killed it. But she was having a little bit of trouble. She had to start the song over and they were booing her. I was just like, yo, get the fuck out this bitch. People were booing? Yes. Yeah, they were booing, booing her. Uh, this is a separate show. This, this wasn't us. I was just, I was just, Spending for a friend of mine that night. But so the line about it is kind of us pushing back of like, look, this is who we are. This is the sound we do. And either you're going to mess with it or not. And my attitude when you have a show that's, when you have an audience that's difficult is you don't command their attention. You grab them by the throat and you make them pay attention. It's like, like, okay, you want us to work that much harder? Fine. But there's one thing you can't say when we get off the stage, you're not going to say we're not, we're not doing our thing up here. So that line was kind of like, you know, the line about not change our logo. We've gotten that criticism before. Or you sound like this, or you guys dress like this. and Or you're too old you know, school or something. I, 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 wa- yeah. I, I, wanted, I wanted to make clear, like, because Bananas is like the big... So I named Jonathan to make sure, like, to have that clout to make sure, like, you can tell anybody that listens to this. They'd be Bananas or whatever the case. 
or you know, who can seen as an LA gatekeeper to hip hop. Like no matter what, you let people know this is where we stand. Mind your manners. You know, this is where we stand. This is who we are, and we don't give a damn who feels about it. So it's more so a shot at the audience that really kind of like pick, picks, you know, picks and points at us. Yeah. It's not a shot at verbs, and it's not a shot at bananas. Because not them directly, because it's actually they've actually contributed to the LA hip hop scene. Yeah, we got nothing and, but love for verbs. And not only that, it's also you got to understand if you backtrack a little bit, the rich history behind Lamar Park. But yeah, also yeah. with Project Blow, yep, and you Project. you you can't mention Lamar Park without the synonymousness <clears throat> of Project Blow. Absolutely, and it wasn't like this transformation from Project Blow, like when it finally just like went into the ashes, like Thanos snapped. Bananas came in and took care of that hip hop, LA hip hop underground scene. And shout out to the guys at Project Blow, like AC Alone, uh, you know, absolutely, because they're the ones who inspired me too. And I remember, like, because it's funny because I've been around for quite some time where I remember going to these Project Blow shows and I remember watching cats who would be DJing, yeah. you know, performing. And it Free was self fellowship, it's just that. a different generation. Yeah. Good life you know as I mean? well, good oh, life yeah. cafe, yeah, for real, though. I mean. Yeah, but yeah, just to be clear, that's not a diss towards no. verbs, and it's not a diss towards banana bananas. It's just that mind state in LA, how people could be clickish yeah. Yeah. and want to want to really nitpick at you. And so you just chose bananas as like the example, exactly, because a lot of those people sh- that that kind of push and shove at us show up there. Yeah, and it's, yeah. If you, okay, I get it. I get it. It's good. It's good, good for you to explain. And, it and let me but, let me talk about that sigh <laughs> underneath my breath. Basically, it's the idea of nepotism in this city. Okay. It's the idea, not necessarily here in Glendora, but in LA altogether. Yeah. If basically you want to shine, you got to know somebody or be part of a clique. That's True. the only way you're going to do it. See, that was the difference why we loved y'all naive. Mm. Because it yeah. didn't matter who it was. It, y'all could be like just a whole group of friends, but whoever came in and came out, you gave them so much love. Even if you knew they were having a tough time on that stage, you gave them 110% support. And it didn't matter who it was. Even if they came off really dope or they came out like, yo, you can work on this. But uh-huh. it was a lot of great encouragement. And I feel like as artists, like everybody, you know, there's that friendly competition that we get in the game all the time. That happens between us DJs, MCs, B-boys. That's in the spirit of hip hop. Right. But at the same time, it's like there's also that lack of encouragement. That was the thing that I was saying. It's like, yo, we're doing our thing too. And we're we're shining. And, you know. When it comes down to it, a push come to shove, it's like what we need is that camaraderie because all we got is us. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, you know, that's a you know, that's the biggest thing. Um, you know, if you're talking about the LA market with music or just entertainment, period, that's it's just there's so many people doing it that you don't appreciate it, you know, when it's happening. So it's right. just like, Oh yeah, I'm an artist, I'm an actor, you know, blah blah blah. Oh, you're an artist, you're an actor, what restaurant do you work at? No one's uh, taking it serious yeah, because yeah, like right. there's yeah. there's just so many people yeah. doing it and you know that that support system it's more of a you know crabs in a bucket you know syndrome yeah. where it's like oh okay well you're not gonna get more shine than me then you just kind of like bumping yeah. elbows yeah so you know, there is there is a lot of I think the the things that we contributed to the scene is that. There are the same type of clicks in the IE, but when right. I came around and I started throwing shows, I'm like not, I'm like right in the middle. Right. So I was not unknowingly putting these lineups together with artists that might have not really necessarily fucked with each other. Right. But yeah. then they become fans of each other. That's why when they're they're at these shows and they're attentive to you guys. But well, the Pomona guys are attentive to the guys from Riverside, and you got the guys from Fontana. I, I had no idea. Right. I'd just be like, yo, did, is your music dope? Did I see right. you perform? Are you dope? Cool. Let's do a show. And then 
I think that's where a lot of it, a lot of it came from because yeah. some of these cliques do exist. Oh, oh they, absolutely, no, they absolutely. No, definitely. There's different sides, different and, sides of the nine. And, and everybody, you, know? you can't help that. That's just like the tribalness in us. You know what I mean? There's there is that idea of like you know there's apprehension no matter what. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like when you see other people like actually appreciate the things you do. And they appreciate like the music and the sound that you're creating for them because you took the courage to share your art right. yeah. and, you know, your vision and whatever you're trying to do, whether it be it's a producer, whether it's be, you know, you're a rapper or even a DJ. And we've done this. We've done stuff together, too, with mm-hmm. Yo DJ Hangouts mm-hmm. and Ripple Effect. And no matter what, we're in this together to support one another. Yeah. But there is a time where it's like, OK, if there's a little piece of constructive criticism that needs to be said. Perfect. But it's a matter of how you deliver that criticism as well, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, and that said, like, you know, when we first, like, made, like performed on a bill with you guys, like, at Monk Space. Yeah. I remember, like, you know, I was just like, man. I was like, man, everyone here is, like, fucking cool. I was like, man, Hell like, yeah. you know, I'm really uh, digging right. this vibe. And it was just like, you know, like, for me, it was just like, man, like, that was, like, one of the first times. And we had been, like, performing for, like almost like 10 years at that point. Oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, how we ran a train yeah. through like Sunset. Yeah. Literally. Like we, we had done everything on Sunset, but like, well, that was like one of the first times I was like, man, these are peers. Like this yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. right. This is a, they, a really dope space. And like, we're, you know, we're on the bill with like a really like, you know, cool artist, And like, we, you know, definitely networked and like, you know, created the connections that we got now. And like, yeah. that was, I mean, but yeah, it was just like a really good experience and just like, you know, being around a bunch of, like-minded, talented individuals. Like yeah. that was like one of the first times I ever felt it. At that monk's right, and, and you had called me. He's like, "Hey, we want you to spin." I said, "I'll do it." I said, um, "Under one condition." I said, "I want my crew to perform." He's like, "Cool." I was like, "Yeah." And, and no, and, and, and there's no. I don't think anybody could have predicted it would have manifested in this all of. This I mean, the vibes now. was undeniable. It was, yeah. and, and you, it was, you you can't deny vibes. That's and, one of my favorite shows. And, like, and the crazy know, part is, you. and then we were doing like the whole like, "Who do we know? Who do you know?" I was like, "Wait." Starting with with Norik, that's cool. Yeah, he knew a guy that I went to high, he went to we, he went to high school with. Right, we went to LMU with, and we were both in the same like, you know, um, we were like in Majes together. Joseph Villarosa, shout out to Joe Villa, and they all went to high school. And then we started connecting the dots. Yeah, and they were like, wait, you know my cousin, you know yeah. this person, you know that person, right. and we're just like, yo, if it ain't that, ain't no sign. Yeah. that you know, these are good people yeah, you want right, to ride with. Right. And know? I was like, you know Katie Kawauchi. Yeah, there you go. See. <laughs> It's like LMU it, in the it, building. It, it got to the point where like I had friends, like peers in LA and journalists, like, what's going on in the IE? Yeah. Like, I really started, people started asking me, why are you go-? They saw me going out to promote adultness once a month. Like, what's going on in the IE? I'm like, yo, I'm telling you, like, there's a lot of talent out there. Yeah. And, and, and furthermore, they showed us love and giving us a platform. You know, you go where the love is at. You guys came in our lives at a point where we were resetting the button as a group and re-coming out. It was just like, we're like it was months. a godsend. It was, it was, it was like, right on time. It was months right after we broke up as a band because Honor Flow Productions has seen so many different faces of this band. And yeah, we've had a few lineup changes. Yeah, we right. we used to be an eight-man band. Chuck can talk about it. I mean, I mean, yeah, like when Boombox Sketches came out, when you threw the first uh, uh, ripple of, I mean, the first uh, no filter. Yeah. That was a month after Boombox came out. Like right. it was right. And that's on that's time. around the time I was getting back in the country after right uh, teaching English in Japan for a bit. Right. So I mean. We just kind of like I came back and we started it. hitting the you know hitting the ground running. It got to the point where certain folks thought we were from the IE. I'm not <laughs> yeah, even. Yeah, I'm not even kidding they thought, you. They thought you were from Pomona. Yeah, I'm like now from they're like you're making the drive out here. I was just like yeah. Man, no, I appreciate every show that we've done and you coming out there. Like it's been 
you know, that's dope. I appreciate you for that, man. So, and to, to close the bananas part of the conversation, to make clear there's no beef. No mas, no mas. No mas. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> Verbs has a bananas alumni playlist on Spotify. Okay. And yeah, yeah, the song that we're talking about is on that playlist. Hey. So, it's on the playlist. There's no there beef. He, he got it immediately. No, and that's he just got it immediately. The average listener, and you know, I'm listening, I'm in the car, and I just, you know, and then I hear it. That's how people are going to... Right. Well, because they also want to know what's that about. Yeah. It's like, oh, right. what's that about? Well, the whole song is just about you guys kind of fighting back to. Yeah, no, definitely yeah. answering uh, that criticism. Like, you know, it's just like, hey, you know, we're still doing it. This is our flow. This is our style. This right. is our logo. Yeah. This is who we are. Take it or leave it. Yeah. And we're not changing for anybody. We like who we are. And, you know, it's like this anything in life. Like, you know, there are certain artists that are, are staples in music, you know, like the Beatles or Prince. And there's people who don't like the Beatles or Prince. So yeah. if, if there, there's people out there don't like their music, what makes you think you're acceptable? You know what yeah. I mean? Not everything's for everybody. Although I've never met anybody that doesn't like Stevie Wonder or Earth, Wind & Fire. And if I did, I wouldn't trust them. Or Outkast. Right. Or Outkast. I've true. never met anyone that does not or like tried. Outkast. They spell it with a Actually, C. no. I actually <laughs> met a dude who absolutely despised Tribe Called Quest. Ooh, okay. Buddhist man. AKA, AKA the mechanic. AKA the mechanic. Ah, we're not going to go there. We're not going to go. We're not going to go. We're just calling it AKA the mechanic because... We'll leave that there. That's it. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. I don't know anybody that's like, outcast. Nah. Right. No, but this dude was like, nah, like, Tribe Called Quest fucking sucks. It's all about action Bronson. I'm like, dude, he sounds like Ghostface. What's wrong with you, dog? That's grounds for hands. Rest in peace, fun. That's yeah. a big yeah. jump, right? And yeah. until to this day, even the fact that Fife died, he still I'm still not fucking with Tribe Called Quest. That's like, I can say that, right? Ridiculous. That's grounds for hands. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's hands, grounds for mechanic, knees, bedroom elbows. stories. That, that's grounds <laughs> for getting hands. But yeah, to, to answer your question, that's a banana story. Cool. I was just curious. <laughs> but you know what? We, we, we don't say anything on record that we can't stand behind and explain it. Because it's like, I don't think artists get that. You're going to get called on certain things you say. So you better be able to stand behind it and explain yourself. If oh, you can't yeah. stand behind your words, then don't say it. No, even in like even in, even on this platform, everything we like sometimes we like ah, should we edit this now? Never like no. whatever we say is how we feel. Right? These are our opinions. You yeah. know, yeah. You go in the breakfast clubs; they're gonna yeah. they're gonna slam you for that. Yeah. Like they, you know, they're a sound. The they're a sound bite type of platform. <laughs> they want the juicy shit. So yeah, you know, know Definitely. what you're saying. So and, and stand That's behind dope. it. If you're making an argument, have your proof and evidence. Yeah, basically. man. Yeah, that's how it works. Oh, question. Yep, yep. Nice. So how'd you guys, how, how did you guys meet? I mean, Jay. Because we... Who, us? Yeah. Oh, so so Jay sats out to Illmind. So Illmind, um, this is early because now, now he has the, the past, the, the Ox, you know, yeah. tour. He has producers come in and kick with him in certain cities. Mm-hmm. Way before we started doing that, you know, we started doing the sound pass. He had the, the Black Kit uh, Platinum Club. Okay. In which he would have these barbecues at Great uh, Great Nate Scott Studios. Yeah. And we would get together and network and play beats and eat and whatever the case would be. Like, I remember Atlas was there. Yeah. Sky Zoo was there. Like, yeah. basically that whole crew. We met through that. Yeah. We nice. met through that and just kept in touch. Like, Nick, 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 uh, Nick, Nick Piccoli. who's killing it right now. Like, straight. We met Nick through that and we just kept in touch and then. He hit me up about DJing the Ripple Effect and that, I mean, nice. not the Ripple, excuse me, the, no, the first No Filter. No Filter yeah. And that's how I was like, okay, we'll, you know, I'll, I'll love to spin. I would also love my, my you know, do a yep. sub with my guys. And that's how, how this whole thing kind of started rolling. One day, I'm telling you, one of these days, 
when when we run it back in the ill mind, which is going to happen, I'm like, yo, you realize and we're in a situation in our careers where you can say, yo, you know you helped you plant the seeds for this. So yeah, you know, there's a whole scene. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't... Cool. And I think he's going to... Knowing him, he's going to be like, that was the point of all this. I think... Yeah, and it was. I think... I think... I think... I think if you even look back at the show we keep referencing, you know, the No Filters, like... That was my first show that I ever put together. Right. And it was with full intention of... I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So everything you guys are talking about, how right. it was like the cat, how you guys got that vibe and who would have thought? Oh, well, I thought. That's, that's of course. Not to sound cocky, but like, I was like, okay, I got this thing. You know, I want to start it. It's called Productive Culture. How am I going to get mm, it off the ground? Right. So I'm like, let me reach out to all the clients that I have, all the people that I've met. And I had just started doing... Like with the with the original Pasta Ox thing with Omine, that was like one of my first like industry networking events that I went Man. to, because I spent all this time before just engineering, being behind the scenes. Right. So when we had the this when we were like, okay, let's start this thing, productive culture. Me and like Ramon were like, yo, shout let's out find to Ramon. yeah, let's yeah. find yeah, shout out Ramon. We're like, let's find places to go to network. So then we went. Then you know, because if you guys don't know, Omine he's this he's this uh, he's like a Filipino producer from New York. He is. That's like super big. He's produced for Drake. Just got a Grammy off of the, off of the, like the Carter's album. Right. Mm-hmm. And then like he produced stuff on Moana. Yeah. Um, I became a fan of Ilmai through his stuff with Little Brother. That's yeah. Like, that's but then he started with like Little Brother. Yeah, that's how I became a fan of. Yeah. Him. And then he started. And he with, like, started from the underground all the way to the top. Yeah. I mean, he that's... started Little Brother, Mob Deep, Fifty Cent. Yep. Then he got like an Eminem placement. Then he got the Drake, Jake. And then he got the J Cole. Anyway, so that's how we met. But then I was like, okay, let's let's throw an event. And we intentionally, knowing that I was starting to build a network in Pomona, I was like, let's do it in LA because people from the IE will go to LA, but not all the time people from LA right. go to the, the IE. Pomona. Even though Pomona is technically not the IE, but depends on who you ask. Right. They call it the, the PIE. PIE. Yeah, Pomona yeah. IE. Pie. The whole slice of pie. The pie. Slice the of pie. the pie. I've it's, never heard it. Yeah. Shout out to uh, that's the first time I heard uh, it. Like Tony Asar and All Black. Um, he's of one course that, Tony would yeah. come up with that So anyway So I was like Let me get together So a lot of the people On that lineup Were like the guys From the Dose Spot That I had just started Working with Right You uh, You guys And then just people I was just starting To connect with On Instagram right. uh, I think we had like Leia Love on there we Yeah had, Leia Love was and then, yep. and then I was like Okay and then I got The artist to come in And then So then it just became Like the catalyst Of, of like starting it. it was my first event That I ever put together but Man. because Man. because of like the 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 reason the way that we started productive culture was based off of like this methodology of organ organizing and putting stuff together I was learning in my day job and it was like this thing that trickled down so I was like I think I can execute an event so we did right. it down to the T and then we did it and then um so we we've done two so far it's and only it, been two it's only been two yeah yeah so the past year you know we kind of like you know, put it on the shelf because I want to make it bigger. That one was right. like, a, we had like 100 people. And then the second one was the one we did. Did you do Cultivate, by, right? You were doing Cultivate. Yeah. Right? And then and then in 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 your hood, yeah. at that art oh, gallery, yeah. it was at the, the garage was, gallery. Okay. Yeah. Second year two. So you guys performed there as well. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that one was like throughout the day, throughout the whole night, we had like 350 coming through. Right. So I'm mm. just like, the next one I'm going to do, I want it to be bigger. Right. So we're working on on bringing it back. But yeah, that's hey, the story. Nice. 
Dude, I like no. to I like to I like to hear the history all the time. Yeah, nice. You know, or, I like the origin see, story. Yeah, it's, like just, it's just beautiful to see where where it's been. That's that's all. That was almost now four years ago. That's dope. Kind of see where, where everybody's at right now. Everybody's in, in an incredible space right now. Yeah, and just cool. on the on the cusp of the next step of their careers. That's yeah. the beautiful part of it, and everybody involved. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So watch everybody progress. Yeah, that's everybody. The, that's the. I think that's the best part in linking up with a bunch of different people, and then. It just keeps on going and going, and then to see everybody progress, yeah, and then think back like, man, when we met, we were doing this, and now look where we're at. Yeah, it's strength in numbers, man. Yeah, I mean, definitely. There, there's something I looked at. I looked at the Motown uh, way of doing things, mm-hmm. and Soul Quarians moved that same okay. way. You may yeah. be a fan of Stevie Wonder, but you're also a fan of Diana Ross yes. or the Temptations or Smokey Robinson or the Jackson Five. Mm. You may be a fan of the Roots, but you're also a fan of uh, Eric Village and Badu yeah. and Quali yeah. and Common. Everybody runs in some type of crew. Crew, yeah. And it's not necessarily a group, but they all support each other, have mm-hmm. similar ideas. Yeah. And that's how you're f- able to get faster su- to success. I mean, that's how it was with the Native Tongues movement. Same with, with the Native Tongues. De La Soul, Brand Nubian. Yeah. And then you gave birth to like groups like Beat Nuts. And then you got like right. Most Def, Black Star. I mean, it was just that support system. And that's what it really is about. And I feel like, you know, with that sense of our like collectiveness, you know, that's how it was. That's how it is. Nice. Now that's how it's going to continue to be. Yeah. And then, and that's the only way that you're going to put shows together and be successful because we all in this together. It's like all right. one, one for all. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it was our goal when making the Black Odyssey to invite our friends along, you know, whether it be, you know, the Noriks and the Phantom Threats and the Shadows of Society and, you know, really kind of show like a full or Joni, Joni Marie. Joni is on, the, on Living for the Weekend who sings the hook on there. Like, and then, you know, we wanted to bring in, you know, our friends to kind of showcase. It's not, to, you know, we're the centers of attention. It's our album. But there is a whole world that we're connected with that we want you to check them out as well because there's so much talent out here. So this album wasn't just about us. We wanted to make sure that everybody's involved, you know, has a moment to shine and yeah. people can check their music out as well and check out what they do. It was it was with that intention. It was kind of like, kind of like what Kanye would do with kind of like everybody would just kind of come in, kind of through their own kind of... Own seasoning in the gumbo, kind of, you know, and and that and everybody came. Mostly everybody came to the den. There's only like two things that was that was shipped in email wise. Everybody came to the den, signed in, and 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 did their part in the studio. Oh, and nice. I think that really really played a, a role cool. in how things how things were, man. Nice. That's and dope. I think the best part about that too is us being both of us, me and Chuck, being DJs. He gives us new music to play with, break yeah. more records, uh, introduce yep. people to local artists, and yeah. be like, okay, cool, you like this? Well, you might want to listen to this too. Yep. And uh, that's our job as a DJ. That is like our right to let the people know, the ma- everybody that you know we spin for, everyone, every gig that we go to, you're like, yo, you want to hear this new Norit? That's cool. It's like produced by JMK. That's him. Yo, party okay? Yeah. Listen. And then- no, Straight yeah. up. Yep. One, dude, let me, I'm going to tell you this right now. Like, I did a gig for- Okay, so I did a gig for the Housewives of the OC. Okay. And um, so... How did that go? Oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> ratchet as hell. Ratchet as hell. Elitist ratchetness. Elitist well, ratchetness. The worst. The worst. Worst, worst time, ratchet. man. Oh, and, you know, God. and I partied and I DJed a lot of different Pri- kind of ratchet parties. Privilege but, yo, ratchet. Privilege ratchet. Pretty much. It's a high but, credit score. It's a tax bracket party. Oh, there you go. Hey. So, <laughs> end of the day, it was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to clean, I'm going to end my set with, I put that new two short twerk train. And I was like, wait a minute. I looked at the BPM. 
Uh-huh. And, you know, this is right when Norik, that school, just emailed me that DJ package. And I was like, and I had the dirty version of Party OK. Uh-huh. So I just blended both. And then these crazy blonde brunette, like, Botox-infused women. Like, what <laughs> Frozen, frozen faces. They came through looking like ducks, <laughs> like, quack, quack. Your, your stuff got shazammed, but they couldn't shazam it. Oh, and nice. I was like, this is before it was on Spotify and everything. I just broke it. I was like, I broke the record. And Real like, DJs break records. We mm-hmm. broke the. I broke the record. Even kind of like juggled it for a little bit, just like okay. let the break go okay. for a little bit. Made sure they heard your name. I appreciate All it. Right? <laughs> okay. Back and forth, back and forth, yeah. back and forth. And so when I was just juggling it back and forth, and they were just like, That's "Play funny. what was the last track after Too Short? Play that shit. Ag- play that shit again." Some middle aged crazy ass. She was drunk out of her mind and she had a little bit of like snowflake dust in her nose. So she was like, I want to go party okay. And I was like, I still haven't told Norik that, but yeah. I'm telling you. And then that's like, tight. You don't know now. But you know what? I think I think in our in our our connection, our there's one thing we should we want to do more studio work. I know we joked about not even joked, but talked about at one point doing a record together, like like an instrumental album together at one point. But there's one thing beyond the studio work I want to do. We all need to tour together. It was that fire. Like you, got the, you got the sound alarm. The oh, radio yeah, alarm going on. There we go. <laughs> there's more studio work to come. I already know that for sure. But I want to tour together. I think all of us together on this. Because we've, no, in, in, in a way, we've tested that out with the shows you've thrown. Yeah. And, you know, and also when we did like our, our record release party at the Brew Yard, invited, you know, Norika's on the bill and Johnny was on the bill and Emron was on the bill. You know, uh, you shout know. out to Emron. So for for us, I feel Johnny like bars? we have. I want to ask you about bars' new album too, because I know you've been guys been really, really <laughs> okay working on that too. Like, we'll yeah. talk off the air about that. We'll yeah. talk about we'll talk off the air about that. But it's like Johnny. But I know John. Seems like Johnny's been really, really like excited about the oh, stuff yeah. that's been coming coming forward. Um, I think that was kind of the testing ground that we can put together great shows and really take this to another place. And I think people outside of our our scene would love it. And I would I would really yeah. in the future want to explore that opportunity for us to all, all to get on the road. I think we got something to offer and a full package show to do. At least that's the way I've always I've always seen it as well. We've talked about it among each other as well. Yeah. And no, I believe in in like going on tour and I guess because I come from the other side of just from studio, be, being stu- being on being just like a studio rat. Yeah, like a studio rat. Hearing that desire from you guys and from you know from Narik in the beginning I was like, I don't know. Do we, you know, do we have the fan base yet? Do we have this? Do we have that? But now, I think the world really wants, you know, a legit like experience that they can, like, you know, say, man, like I was there for. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you look at like a lot of the classics. You know, I don't like to say old school. I just say, you know, classics. I mean, yeah, like you know, the world is. You know, I feel like you no, know, they're just saying, like, yeah, we want, you know, we want to go, we want to go to those shows that you know you have to say, like, oh, where were you at when? So and so, like you know, came to this city, you know, yeah, like where were you at? Like, right? No. Yeah, people want to be that experience. Yeah, and I think I think there's a big market to just to do like up and down the West Coast and do Nevada and then do Seattle has a scene too. Seattle, has there, there has been artists I've seen that's done it with less. Dude, yeah. the, the the content is there, the videos are there, the merch is there. Your merch game is is crazy. Like oh, a lot yeah. of a lot of the merch. Push we've gotten has been the context that you know Emron did our T-shirts, yeah. Vision X did our banner, and uh-huh. you know it, it's those things are all in order. It's just a matter of just putting putting the pieces together. It's also but, timing too, dude. It's timing as timing well. Timing also agree. But I, but I think somewhere in the future I don't know it'll be this year or soon coming. But I, I think that's something I definitely want to explore sometime in the future. 
Let's get I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I think it's. I think it's almost time to do that. It's almost time. You heard it first. You heard it here. Nice. We put it out publicly. This, this has been bang, conversation bang. for years. Now we're putting Let's it out it. publicly. So y'all gotta bang, hold us bang. to it. Now. Let's do it. I <laughs> gotta hold us to it now. So, uh, right. what are what are some of the other things you wanted to touch base on? Man, um, uh, shoot. We have. <laughs> I know there's something big that's that's brewing uh, in our camp, but and you can't... actually could say, but <laughs> no, 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 you no, could, no, no, but you can't. yet. I want maybe off camera. Yeah, it's right? it's not like I don't want to. You're gonna have to give us something now. Iron out details. So that's that's what we're gonna say. <sighs> okay. All I'm gonna all all I'm gonna say is uh, this summer. <laughs> This summer we we got some traveling to do. Nice. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Stay tuned. Uh, um, believe me, we want to give you the exclusive. <laughs> Stay we, tuned. We want to give you the exclusive, <laughs> but I'm one that is really keen on not counting your eggs for the hatch. Yeah. And things are in the final stages of what we know we're talking about. Once it's finalized and the paperwork yeah, yeah, yeah. is complete, Everybody. then we can make those kind of announcements. Stay tuned. Nice. But uh, but yeah, there's a lot of things going on. You know, for the summer for us in terms of being on the road. We got the elevation video coming out. Um, I plan to open up the den a little bit more this summer. Um, try to get in with his. Ma- you know, you know what? Something I, I we bring up Ilmine again. You know, the idea of chasing placements. I'm over that shit. Yeah. You know, it's about working with the people that are around you that are dope and building from there. And that's something I heard him say over and over again. Even oh, yeah. even on his podcast, I've heard Ryan Leslie like screaming over the phone, "Stop chasing placements." And he's right. Like it's a hundred. I mean, if, if those opportunities come up, great. But it's a hundred and one shot. You're 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 usually going to get more, you know, shine if you work with a certain artist. Yeah. And then you know, and then boom, it works. Like oh, he worked with blah blah blah. They're a team. What's the name of the cat that produced the Blueface record? Well, I have no idea. So they did Which one. It's not Tatiana. The Tatiana, Tatiana. The, the only one that matters. <laughs> the only one that matters. <laughs> You mean sure. respect my crip and don't matter to you? <laughs> <laughs> so he was on Genius where he told him uh, they were explaining how he made how he made the beat and he was kind of like low-key saying yeah, I, I thought he was mad off beat but uh, you know, I had to get used to it aka, yeah, I wasn't feeling it but when it started making money Anybody who read it if you look at the comments it was just like yeah. no one's mad at that because everybody thought he sounded like Silta Shocker Yeah, a little I must, yeah, I must hear it a little different like when I heard him I wasn't really Hearing that he was off beat, I just heard that he just had that he had that little right. Yeah, but 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 I, but I, I wasn't hearing like this is off. I mean, it's off if you think about all of the, hey, everybody's got that that scatter rap that same blow. So I guess it's off. And I bring I bring that up off of that. That's for sure. Right, I bring that up because he was just like, yeah, soldier boy. I bring I bring that up to say like guys have really understood like except chasing this placement, you link up with an artist that it works. You yeah. keep building with them. You keep building with them. And, you know, it's kind of gone back to, you know, in that early days of hip hop where one record had the same producer. Mm. You look at yeah. what YG and Mustard have done over the years. Yeah. You know, the, the idea of a hip hop record having multiple producers didn't come and play to Illmatic, but Nas Ooh. had the dream team of like Premier and P Rock and Q Tip and yeah. Large Professor. And you have to admit, for a while LES. too, like a lot of records were sounding the same as well with the whole boom bap, which is nothing wrong with that, but that, you know, comes in waves in hip hop. That's what right. it is. And, and, it, and and I think to go back, I think there's something we talked about off air about, you know, this episode about, you know, the quality of music. There's always been great music and there's always been poor quality music yeah. in every era. The only reason why yeah. it's it's blown up in this era is because there's more yeah. of it. More Te- people got cell phones. More people cell have access, media. access to technology. 
They can make records. There's a new producer every day. Mm-hmm. There's a new rapper every day. So now you got a new s- DJ every day. New, too. And you know what the funny thing about new DJs is like, yo, there's so many new DJs out here, but a lot of y'all don't have your own DJs when you rap. I just, I just, yeah, I, what's I don't, up with that? I, that that part, crazy. like, we it feels like you, we got to put together like a like a, a matching game. There should be like you know, there's like like dating websites, a matching of people. There needs like to be Tinder like, for you know rappers what? and I'll DJs. No, I'll yes. tell you DJ connections. Yes. Swipe left. This yes. Swipe left. The reason why is because these promoters. Fish, yeah. Only give them so these promoters don't have they don't have the foresight to ask them, do you want to bring a DJ? And they give them 10 minute sets and they don't got the right equipment and they got a janky ass sound system. Right. Because all y'all promoters. Yo, sound guy, play that one. Yeah. Nah, track three. Next one. Next one. Number nah. two. Play it through my phone. That's, that's the one thing play I it through tell, my phone. Tell younger, younger MC, tell her younger rappers. I'm like, yo, I don't care if you if you don't have a band. Get a DJ. And if you don't have a DJ, you better figure out a way to trigger your own self off a beat machine. Have control of your set is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and I got to say, you know, as, uh, you know, someone that's only an MC, you know, I'm probably one of the luckiest yeah, MCs got, in got, the world. I'm in a group with two DJs. It yeah, doesn't get better right? than that. A producer, engineer. Still, you know, yeah. so like, I'm just like, oh man, shit. It's, so, I'm in good hands. <laughs> you, you know what? And that's something publicly I want to I want a good make legal clear. team too. That's true. A pretty good legal team. Publicly, there's something I want to make clear about the DJ part about us as well. Because apparently this is getting really fucked up out there, and I want to make this perfectly clear. Okay, well, speak on it. Um, tell it speak tell on it. it. Speak on it. Okay. Because <laughs> lately, when we're booking shows with some folks, people are surprised that we have a DJ in a group. Oh wow! Yeah. Now, 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 listen up. There's listen two people up. in this group with the name. Yes, you got to listen up. With real the name quick. DJ in it. There's a DJ is Lauren. There's a DJ Chuck. Obviously, somebody in this group is going. Even if you've never heard, it's of just us, my initials, them, dude. Somebody is going to DJ. It's Damian Johnson. So when I tell, like, like, oh, they're like, oh, send the tracks to the house DJ. I'm like, actually, we have a DJ. It's cool. And some cats get up in arms. Why didn't you tell us we have a DJ? Nigga, there's a, there's two people in the group. <laughs> people, it's just a clear indicator that people do not read their shit. That's like, no. like yeah, it, it, crazy. It, there's been so many bills where we're the only group with our own DJ. But it's like it's it. That's how much the respect level of having a DJ has gone down mm-hmm. to where guys are having they don't even shit fits about someone else bringing yeah. their own Yo, what DJ. Was, what the was elements. That, what was that one yeah. time we were like at a Roxy show and there was just like it was a showcase and then they even blasted the DJ like a no DJ and there's like two rappers rapping on the CD track one track two not that not that one. And then it was like, no, nah, we don't need need a DJ for that. No, nah, fuck that. I'm like, what? This is why your show looks sloppy. Then no, because they looked like they were sloppy too. And it was and, just and, like, and, and it doesn't make you look any good when you're dissing the DJ. When do you know D, the DJ is the backbone to the? You're gonna culture. be doing spoken word. You keep talking shit like that. <laughs> spoken like, word, nah, no, <laughs> man. But it, but you'd be flipping the sign mic. outside because apartments are available. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But just to my I, case in point, what, in, yeah. in in my sense, and, and Jay. You've seen this, you know, and, and you know, Lord and I have been in those situations where we spun for other artists. And for me in particular, I understand both sides of the coin because I'm an MC too. So I know how to make your set look good because I've been on both sides of the coins. Right. And a lot of times when artists, you know, perform with me, they start to understand why it's important. I care about your set because out of karma, I hope your set goes well. Right. Some DJs don't give a fuck about you. No, they They're don't. just going to play your shit, be on their cell phone, and be like, yo. Whatever, Sometimes man. they step out and take a piss, and you're yeah. like, who's playing the next track? Yeah. You know, you know so it's, so it, it's you don't trust somebody you just, 
I may care. Bathroom break. Lord may care. But the average DJ won't give it a fuck the about your shit. Slide. You can't make that kind of so, break, dog. <laughs> so what I, I say is like, get someone that you trust to yeah. run your set. And make sure your set that much tire looks you more professional. And practice. Practice. A lot, a lot, of, cats be, a lot of cats be like, yo, y'all, y'all stuff is tight. Like, we can tell you really practice. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what else I mean, it, what I mean, are you doing? It's really, it's really a surprise to some people that we meet, like, and it's just like, man, like, you don't practice? You don't rehearse? <laughs> yeah. Well, and another thing, too, what also surprises me is when people show up to their, like, sets or their gigs, like, piss-ass drunk or high off their mind. Like, I get it. to, like, calm the nerves. I mean, loosen I mean, up. I'm, I'm guilty of that, too, myself, but there's a point in time where I'm kind of like, you know, we got to be laser-focused. We can party afterwards because we want to make set because... I'm the one playing their tracks. Yeah. So I'm like butterflies in my stomach and I'm making sure that like I just get the jitters. You know what I mean? And I want to make sure these guys perform well to a crowd that they've never performed to or to a crowd that has, has seen them. So there's a level of expectation and there's a bar that we set as and it's not bragging. This is what we do for a living. This is life. This is hip hop. Mm-hmm. And this is what we do. I make sure that these two guys shine bright than the like the diamonds that they are. I'm just in the back, you know, doing what I do as a DJ. Right. Nice. So Wait, let me let me well oh, go ahead. No, no you no. got it. Go ahead. No, no, yeah, this, no, this, no. This, I don't. Know. <laughs> I just. I just like preach. I was just like. Yo, I'm this, still this, this, this radiating is, off of his. This that, is just a knowledge. three-head monster, man. Like it's like the Megazord. One piece. No, we're the hydra. Keep on cutting it. We grow back five <laughs> times you know strong. I mean? The Megazord don't work without the Macedon or the Baby's kids. No, no, Voltron. Voltron. Assemble. Voltron. Assemble. <laughs> I'm over '90s kid. I gotta say, Megazord. So yo, it's We are a team, man. It's it. One part doesn't work without the other, man. Trio. And it's very, very nice. clear of that. I like that. You know, We're like it's, a body it's, it's, to a system to a whole. Like it's very much a three musketeers. And they know it's a three musketeers attitude. One all for one for all. Even when we're doing stuff on our own, if I've got a gig, they're there supporting. If Lord has a gig, we're there supporting. If someone's, you know, he had someone, one of us a mixtape coming out, we're blasting out. Eliminate puts out a freestyle or someone does like a drum cover, guitar cover. Everybody <laughs> is And also everybody. the fact that he's also on Twitch and he's also playing video games. Playing, Eliminate. Yep. And yeah. so we repost all that stuff to make sure too, you know. Mercy, mercy. One wins, we <laughs> all win. And, and you know, in an age of a lot of solo rappers, like we're also, one more thing, we're a group. There's yeah. not a lot of groups. There's only, I mean, just now Migos has come out and kind of brought back the aspect of a group in, contem- in contemporary hip-hop. You know, it's been a while since we've seen a group in contemporary hip-hop actually have success. Yeah, right. You know, they're the first in a long time. So, it was a lot of solo artists from the early 2000s to now. And you have to admit, they're good at what they do. You know? And, and hating on Migos. They do, they good. Regardless if you, do. you know, like I said, music subjective. Yep. You may like it, yeah. you may, may not, not like, like it, it, but they've been successful. Yeah, they're out there. They've been yeah. successful. They're making money. That's period. That's that's so what you they just, set out to do. Yeah, yeah, you, I, yeah. You, you and guys, get Cardi B, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cardi B, you know. Like it's music. Music is subjective, objective, or whatever the word is. Like you may like it. That's that's hip hop. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. But so, I actually wanted to talk about that because you actually made that one of your talking points. Yeah. So yeah. part of the reason why I like what you said that because I think people are forgetting the essence of hip hop. Yeah. That. Hey, some people might like it, some people might might not. There's there's always been, you know, music that people might not have liked or people have liked. But now I feel like it's the cool thing for people that come from the previous era of now, whether you're still doing it or not. But like our peers, now we have peers that are younger than us that are making new music. And a lot of people that we came up with, maybe they're just 
they're just the people online ranted about, oh, that ain't hip hop. So there's like this attitude of judgment with the new with the new wave. It's true. That but you but it's you know, this yeah. that's what hip hop is. A- a- every every era, you know, has had that pushback of that's not good, that's not right. And you know, you always the next era is always fighting for that respect. But I think the biggest difference in this has to has to change at a certain point. There was a respect level between people that came before and those now. You okay. may not care for it, but if you rode in your mama and daddy's car, you knew what their groups were. You knew what they were about. There was a respect that, level. Yeah. And yep. it's funny, like the older you get, like, I don't want to hear that. I mean, like when you're young, like, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. And then I find myself listening to the Isley brothers on Sundays. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it's just, this is the truth. Man, I'm listening to Michael McDonald all the time, right. dude. And I'm like, this is my dad's music. Like, yeah. Fleetwood Mac. Real. There has to be a respect level of this is where they this is where it started. I wouldn't be here without yeah. this. You know, so regardless if you're into it or not, you have to know your history and yeah. to and to go forward and progress because you got to be next and progress this. We want this for your kids and your kids to be here and do it. You got to respect mm-hmm. what came before you. It's yeah. just, you can't be ignorant with history. Yeah. That's I think that's the main. It's problem. like that's the saying. It's the saying. If like you don't know history, it's like you don't. It's like a tree that doesn't know its roots. Yeah. So that that's one thing I was going to ask you guys. So how do you guys feel about that label of the golden era of hip hop? Being, you know, pretty much in the nineties. Because right. I know you guys must be nineties kids. We are. I'm an eighties kid. You know, eighty-eight. Yeah, um, you know, so it's like I was born at the end of the seventies, right? And you well, know. I was born in the eighties. So, and um, right. you know, I grew up in the nineties as a kid. So, yeah. of course, my bread and butter has always been like, you know, nineties hip hop, whether yeah. it be gangster rap, whether it be East Coast rap, okay, whether it yeah. be dancehall, reggae, whatever, it, anything, even grunge music. I was in the punk in the nineties. Um, my whole thing and Bad my brains. take on it, yeah. My yeah. my take on it also is the fact that it's these it's a saying. It's like it's like beauty is in the eyes of the beholder, but it's also in music, beauty is in the ears of the beholder, and it's how music speaks to you, how it resonates with you. It is the idea of golden era. When is really the golden right. era of hip hop? Yeah, like let's stop having this conversation, dude. Yeah. First off, when it was the eighties, everyone was vibing with the eighties. Boom, 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 boom. There was a time where like Tribe and all those cats like Wu-Tang was getting shit because they're like, oh, that's that new stuff. I don't listen to that new stuff. Yeah. I'm listening yeah. to old 80s stuff. Right. They say that's their exactly. golden era. Every, yeah, 90s, <coughs> same thing happened. The same cats who got older started hating on the 2000s stuff. Now, guess what? When we're at a wedding, what are we playing? Little John. Right. Get drunk with it. Get loose with <laughs> right. it. Okay. Let's talk about it. Here's the thing. Music for me, is obviously the most subjective subject ever. Because, dude, we live in a time period where, yo, if you only listen to hip-hop, you only listen to hip-hop. Back in the day, if you listen to punk, metal, thrash, you were like, grunge, why are you listening to that white boy shit? You don't listen, yeah. to, hip- you don't listen to West Coast shit. You don't listen to Tupac. Funny for me, I had my homies who were listening to like Dre, Snoop. I was listening to Wu-Tang Clan. I was listening to the East, like Mob Deep. I was listening to Lost Boys. Lost Boys, shout out to Mr. Cheeks. That's like one of my favorite dudes. And when I was listening to that, it was like, what the fuck? What? No, this is West Coast. And I'm like, it's hip hop. It's like, you vibe with it. You yeah. love it. That's why for me, I had a better advantage because I was introducing newer tracks to cats who now swear they're a Wu-Tang fan. They swear they're a Tribe Called West. Back then. <laughs> back then, they were like, nah, man, I don't listen. I don't listen to NWA and Tupac. Bang, bang. And I was like, Okay, calm down, easy, relax. Like that's <laughs> yeah. the era I grew up. Nah, straight up. The, the playlist no, era yeah. helped break those barriers down. 
Because now, yeah. like, when we were driving over here, I, my, my tastes were all over the place. I was playing this rock record, this house that, record, dude. this hip-hop record. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think the playlist era helped break down yeah. those elements. And now it's also uh, leaked into the creation of the music, where you have so many <laughs> multiple genres in, yeah. you know, in one artist. Um, yeah. And I and I you know it's once again it goes back to what's resonant you know mm-hmm. certain ninety stuff is resonant to me you know a lot of two thousand stuff which is my junior high and in high school years you know is resonant but I think you know what the biggest litmus test is time time it is time is the biggest litmus test because you go okay give it five or ten years what records are still like we're, we're talking about spinning at a wedding yeah and they're getting crumped with it let loose still- with it. Playing. matters yeah and the only way to know and that's why i think the word classic is the most overused word in our yeah. culture stop oh, yeah. labeling some shit classic and it came out yesterday give it no. some time yeah, yeah, no, I, it I, I hear you because i was like for a long time i was you know with music now whatever i'm like do i hate it or is it just like you said the respecting right so after thinking about it for a long time to me it's a respecting because like you like you said every generation is gonna have like Nah, that's not, you know, that's not the music. Pushback. Happens, you know, yeah. from from soul all the way up. I mean, every single genre of music. I yeah. mean, you're, yeah. there's always going to be Nah, that's not that's not real music. Right. You yeah. know, when soul music came out, you know, all the jazz heads were like that's not that's not real right. music. Yeah. You well, know, Miles was doing this thing like Miles yeah. was too experimental yeah, like Miles no, no, no. exactly. And, and, and he got shit on by the hardcore bebop heads. Yeah. Yeah. It I mean, Prince every genre. Yeah. Prince got yeah. booed when he opened for the Rolling Stones. I mean, yeah. come on. Like imagine Prince getting tossed with like Potatoes being pelted with watermelons. I mean, oh, yeah, I don't know who gets a watermelon on stage. But beer <laughs> bottles. And they weren't ready for the for the lingerie and the lynch coat man, on stage. <laughs> they, they just weren't ready for. Some things are ahead of Calvary. its time, and it needs time. Yeah, big time. And and also, there's something else that has to be mentioned about that. Hip hop is still a young genre. Yeah, rock and roll has been around for hundreds of you know, like hundreds of no, years. Oh yeah, like, definitely. And blues and soul. Hip hop right jazz. now is just like jazz. Hip hop. It's just now crossing its midlife crisis. Finally, mm-hmm. it's getting yeah. to its forties, yeah. and I think the older the genre gets, because now we're having it's crazy when you see shows are like the old school show is with uh, 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 Warren G, G. and Snoop Dogg, yeah, no, yeah. 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 sugar free, sugar free, yeah. and DJ Quick, and the East Siders, you know, East Siders, and Naughty by Nature, and you're just like, yeah. what the fuck? This is they're the old school circuit old school now. Show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they doing all right, the old like, school no, concerts. The, the one that tripped me out was like when I'm driving down Morongo, right, and I'm just like, wait, wait, what? Like you see the Morongo billboard, yeah. it's like a Ja Rule and a Shanti. Right. Like, Julio. I was like, what? Julio, right? You're just, That's funny. You're just, what? Wait, what? This hold on. Ne- what? Yeah. So, huh? so I think with with, with time, I, I I think with because it's such a young genre, I think that respect level between because yeah. now you have now you have guys in their forties and fifties who are hip hop heads mm-hmm. and are never gonna give it up because that's what they are. Just yeah. like they're guys who have lived rock and roll and blues and yeah. jazz their entire life. Yeah. So the older the genre gets, because hip-hop isn't going anywhere. No, not it's at all. It's not going anywhere. We've already established that. It's not going anywhere. I think the respect level between the younger and and, and, and the OGs is going to... I think it's going to get better. Yeah. I think we're in a rough patch right now because it's it's, in, it's out of spots never been at. We've yeah. never been in this point of the culture before. It's young. Right. So I, I would hope, as history was shown, in about maybe 10 years... Maybe it'll be in a better place, but we had to see whatever where that respect level goes. But don't you think? But Chuck, don't you think like maybe that's a very American thing where they pigeonhole a lot of music? Yeah, because I feel like they want to put genres on it. Absolutely. I mean, we can even talk about the backpackers and underground too. Like I don't listen to anything else but this, that, and the third. Oh yeah. And sometimes they're the most ethnocentric listeners. They won't. They won't listen to reggae. They won't listen to like you know like jazz or hip hop or any of that kind of other stuff because they're all about that 
oh that gritty boom bap that's all i'm listening to but sometimes it's one side and i've always had this conversation with people about you know underground versus like you know the mainstream it's always underground hits always hating on mainstream cats mainstream cats don't even look at them back because they're so focused on their grind getting music out doing everything that they can yeah but right end of the day dude like if you can go back to other places like jamaica and we talk about dance hall music we talk about reggae and rock steady all them cats those dudes like sound clash if it wasn't for them we wouldn't have hip-hop true that's where it originated in the yardies where they would battle each other Mm -hmm. sound clashes between two crews that is what cool herc brought from jamaica to the backyard into the streets and it's like yo you want to settle a beat let's go toast it b-boy break showcase your skills and that you know with the zulu nation show off the that whole idea like i mean shout out to your cuz Raka, because when i was at his show when i was at his show dilated peoples in anaheim 2008 house of blues when he pulled out his rasta flag and he says if it wasn't for this genre rock steady reggae dancehall we would not have hip-hop that brought me to tears because that was the only time i resonated with an artist and i was like yo he's because me that's because for me reggae music is life i'm an island boy to the core you already know the locks the lifestyle rastafarianism all that that changed my life man I grew up on Temple Street. I grew up like Satanas territory. <coughs> All that shit with my family. Right. That's what, what I grew up into. And I had a choice. They're like, you're either going to do this, fix cars, because cousins fixed up cars. Right. <laughs> or do music. But you ain't going that route. Uh-huh. The gang banging, the tagging. You can come to the parties, but that's it. Right. But then it was like, I chose a path of DJing. And that's my backstory as a DJ. But the music that I fell with was hip hop. But most importantly, my cousins would throw down some dancehall stuff and some like old Dennis Brown. And I was yeah. like, yo, what is this? And I was like, that's the stuff that spoke to me. And it still speaks to me on a level. Right. And then right when your cuz threw up that, that Lion of Judah flag, the red, yellow, and yep. green. And I was like, I paused for a minute and I was like, holy shit. Like, you have those moments where you're in the crowd. Right. An artist just fucking speaks to your soul, your mind, and your yeah. body and spirit. Yeah. And, and yeah, that was straight it up. for me, man. Jordan, you brought up about our album, you know, having a lot, you know, the energy we, we exude through our music. And I think and, and to, to kind of go off of what Lord is saying and the energy we bring in our music, you know, at a certain point or time, for one reason or another, this music has been our salvation. It is. It is. You know, it, oh, yeah. my thing has always been: if you show love to the music, if you appreciate the music, the music gonna love you back. The music business can break your heart, but music can never. Right. It's about bringing an energy in somebody's life. That that that's the gift in it. Before we came here today, I was running some errands for the crib, and I was playing the song "Casa Bay" from Most Def. It's the last song on the Ecstatic. <coughs> and I had it, I had it blaring from my car, and this old Rasta was walking from Simply Wholesome. Of course, it, he was from from Simply, Simply Wholesome. Wholesome. When I'm Rasta and, boy coming, and he was walking. He had a green juice. He had a green yes, juice. Yes, he did actually. <laughs> and I had the song bumping. Hey, Crown and, Moss, Crown Moss. <laughs> and he's dancing in the. In the he does. I don't know this, but he's dancing in the intersection to the song I'm playing in my car. The woman next to me is laughing at this. And I re-rolled out the window and I was like, I don't know these people. I was like, yo, this made my day. But that's the connection music brings. It's about the connection you bring to people. You know, it's it's when we get on the mic, like we were saying earlier, <coughs> you know, we're very careful what we say. We yeah. stand by what we say because that's an energy you put out there. People have your attention when you're on a mic. 
even right now as we're talking yeah. on this podcast, people are listening to us. So you have to be very careful what you say and keep an account. Definitely. You have exactly. a power in what mm-hmm. you're saying. Oh yeah. And we we are and we 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 are very careful what kind of energy you put out in this record. The record was about personal freedom, finding your personal freedom yeah. in various you know places. So it was with a conscious decision that we made sure that it's an honest record. And it's a record that makes you feel good, but it's also a record that's honest because there, there's life is ups and downs. So we want to, pres- you know, pursue a, a whole spectrum of where our life is at. And, you know, if we're not honest on record, we can't talk about it. People always talk about Tupac was contradictory. No, he wasn't. He was a human. Yeah. Sometimes you, you want to aren't just one thing. Yeah. Man, sometimes so. you, you nope. want the love of a woman. Sometimes you're lusting. Sometimes you want to be at peace. Sometimes you want to bust a nigga in his head. It's just, yeah. it's just yeah. part we're, of life. We're, 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 human. Yeah. Yeah. we're multifaceted creatures. I mean, that's, that's the, the way it is. We, we are, we are, we are complex in that sense. And, and I think no matter what genre of music you make, you have to connect with people. What comes from the heart reaches the heart. As yeah. long as you do that, you've done your job. And if you don't do that, take your ass back to the studio because right. you failed. But in terms of, of, of the, respect, the, respect, <laughs> the respect level, it's all about what's going to resonate 10 years from now. What records are going to resonate. And only time can tell. And also what transcends time, too. Because if you listen to those 80s records, 70s records, 90s records, you're listening to those records, you're like, yeah, you knew it was from the time period. But even then, it still speaks to your soul. I mean, Definitely. guys, we're I mean, all in our like, 30s and we're talking about, Mo- we still love Motown records. Yeah. We weren't well, even around for that. Earth, Wind, oh, and right. Fire, man. <laughs> I mean, Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's Temptations, crazy. as you mentioned. But no, yeah. yeah. You're, you're right. Because every time I listen to Public Enemy, I feel like I'm back in junior high school. Yeah. Around that time. Fight the power. 92. The during the riots. Seeing yeah. my neighborhood blow up, you know, burn down around right. me. So that you know that 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 resonates still. And the funny I'm part, forty years old. And the funny right. part, we found out like when we knew each other, like in the beginning, like knowing we grew up in the same area. The same yeah, area too. we grew up wow. like street, Rampart. you know, less than a less than a mile from less each other. Yo, like music I is think the Tommy's ultimate. Tommy's was our yeah. like our like our <laughs> dividing yeah. line. Music is the ultimate time machine. It's the ultimate Delorean, and I, that's yeah. the one thing I love about me. I can hear a record and go, "Yo, I remember I was here when I first heard this, and yeah. I felt this, and I was going through this, and." That's Definitely. powerful. I can't think yeah. of another thing in the world that can make you go physically can transport you mentally, emotionally back into where you were when this came out. Yeah, that's it's, that's it's, incredible power. It's crazy. I think Tupac's first first album, the Strictly for My uh, he, um, yeah. Tupacalypse now was his Tupac, first. Tupacalypse. Strictly was now. his second. Second. Yeah. So maybe when his second album came out, I remember coming out of um, my junior high school. I went to Virgil Middle School right on Vermont. Shout out Virgil. And... Um, there used to be a warehouse yeah, records. Man. Yes, dude. literally the next block. So that was Vermont, fourth or whatever, and then by the Kowloon, right bro. there, right by the Kowloon. And I remember coming out, and there was a there was like flyers all over the front of our uh, of the campus, right in the front. And I picked one up, and it, and it was Tupac signing his yeah. his CD, wow. which was just the next block over. And then to come what maybe about a year or two later, that whole block was burnt down during the riots. During oh, the riots, it's crazy. So it's crazy. And it's crazy you mentioned mentioned the riots. Um, there is a oh, so so off of it's now Obama, but it used to be Rodeo, Rodeo and La Brea. There was a thrifties that mm-hmm. burned down that I used to get ice cream from, and we you know getting home we drove through. Shout that. out the thrifties ice cream, but that that still, still the best for real. Double malted <laughs> crunch, bro. Pistachio double malted crunch, sherbet. So what kind of cone though? Strawberry cheesecake. Just a regular <laughs> one. But I remember, but 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 just recently that Rite Aid closed down. And I kind of just like when I was driving, I kind of just was like stuck at the, the stoplight because yeah. that was a symbol of the riot because that whole section got burned. There was a riot. There was a warehouse actually across yeah. the street. I remember 
watching the news and the guy getting like beat down in front of that warehouse. But that Rite Aid closed and all these other stores opening up, that was like the signal of the riot. And now yeah. kind of with my neighborhood changing, all these neighborhoods changing, you know, it's it's certain it's incredible how certain landmarks and certain music and certain things can take you back. And like history is important to learn. I don't know why people don't understand that. And in the, in the information yeah. age, you can't, there's no excuse for ignorance. It's yeah. a Google search right. away. Exactly. Well, you got motherfuckers talking about, yo, this new Drake album is high. Motherfucker, the shit came out a decade ago. It's his first mixtape. <laughs> Google it. Chuck, it's called, it's just smartphones making Yo, people. I mean, <laughs> speaking of Chuck D, there's a quote from Chuck D I always take about. I got I got to interview him for, for Soul Train. Oh wow. And there's a quote I always remember him saying. He said, Don't be you don't be a, a dumb motherfucker with a smartphone. That's true. That's the truth. Don't be it's a brilliant. dumb motherfucker with a smartphone. And it's like the the greater technology has gotten, the dumber we've gotten. Yeah. Or at least complacent true. and it's lazy. Com- I think complacent is a better word. And lazy. Einstein, man. Like our technology's outgrown our humanity, man. Like yeah. It's well, it's like, it's just like, a, it's a dilemma where like you would see people in desperate need of help, like someone drowning and instead of jumping in the water and saving the kid, you know, you're filming, filming it filming. or, filming. or recently, yeah. or what was that one in New York where ladies. that lady got beat up by this 80, 85 year old lady got beat up by some young dude. She was, dude. Getting, kicked. She was right. getting kicked heavily. Like you would think you're seeing an episode of Monday Night Raw, but that was in the middle of like why, why the subway people- station. And if, they're just having their phones on there. No one intervened. If your homie is in a fight, the yeah. last thing I'm doing is filming. <coughs> I'm jumping in yeah. the fight. Like, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. like, yeah. actually. But, the, but see, the rules have changed. Because, like, between us, we can we live by that code. Right. I don't know if these youngins live by that code either anymore. Because sometimes I feel like they hide behind that phone as an act of cowardice, too. We, we had to be in the... They They're indifferent, up. too, as well. There's, there's, so. there's a, I forgot what Tyler Quali means the video, but he says at the end, you have to be in the moment. You have to happen in real life. And actually, I'll even say this from a personal standpoint. You know the, uh, the feature on Instagram where it shows you how long you're on the app every yeah. day? I recently saw like my average a day was five hours and forty two minutes. I was like, oh no, this has got that to Instagram? change. That's Instagram. That was just, that was Instagram. I was like, yo, this has got to change. And like as of two weeks, I cut it in half. I just found myself like it wasn't. I'm not patting myself on the back, <laughs> but I'm just like just saying. But I'm just saying like Woo! I really got to a point where I was like, I need to be more in the moment. There are a lot of videos and pictures that I just keep from that I have in the past. That's my keepsake. I'm not necessarily gonna post it. You know, you have to be in the moment, and I feel like. I was never bad at it, but I think looking at the early age of social media, it wasn't as bad. But once it went mobile, everybody was oh, yeah. more entranced with it. And I wanted to make more of a more of a um, a point to be more in the moment. Of course, we're online. We got records to promote. We got shows to promote. You know, but I w- wanted to make it a conscious decision to be more in the moment. I it's think still it was a mentally yeah, healthy still a to do that as well. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's still definitely. a tool. End of the day, I right. mean, it's how you treat it. It's just like a vehicle. It could be used as a weapon or a place that can take you to A to B. I'm gonna tell you what OG told me: social media is promotional, not emotional. Mm. <laughs> it should it's heavy. Yeah, it's heavy. It I mean, it's, a, it's simple, but it's heavy. That's deep, man. Right? Like mm-hmm. if you if you want to, you know, you shouldn't have things trapped in your heart and your soul. But if you do, go get a journal. Go yeah. write it out. Or if you don't want to physically write it out, open up Microsoft Word, open up, open up pages. You know, you not, not everything is for public consumption. True. No. You know, it's, it's the truth. You know, what, you know what I was thinking about <laughs> just right now in this conversation? Like, imagine if Tupac had a Twitter. My sister oh, said man. that about or, two weeks ago. Or have Biggie like, had a Twitter too. No, nah, just mean? specifically Tupac. Yeah. Specifically no. Tupac? I mean, Biggie, but specific, consider like how he's such a contradiction. He's a human. I feel like 
a lot of the, I mean, just the way we're so quick to j- jump on, like a Kanye or just the wild. Imagine like, because in the interviews that Tupac's given, right, where he's talked about Trump and he's talked about education and he's talked about knocking on your door because it's you know because I'm hungry, like right. all these Chicken gems the that we had, yeah, admitting to beating down the Hughes brothers on you and TV raps, right? Imagine if Tupac on Twitter, yeah, that's crazy. And a lot of what we're talking about is just with the technology. And the accessibility of it all. And it's one of these things where a lot of the criticism that comes down on these young folks that are saying these things, like you said to yourself, when you were younger, you might have been in a car and you would think, man, I don't want to hear that shit. I want to hear, you know? Right. But then later, but imagine the fact that in that moment, you're 19 years old and you just say it in an interview. Right. Oh, I don't really know that Tupac song. Like, there's this one instance where like Lil Xan, they played him a song. Right. I think it was like Ambitions as a Rider. And he's like, I don't know, this song's kind of slow. And then the, the 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 headline became Lil Xan doesn't fuck right. with Tupac. In, in, and he was specifically talking about a one song. It's like, in my opinion, right. like well, I don't really like this song. In their defense, in, in their defense, we had the opportunity to screw up. We weren't in front of the cameras like that. Right, that's what I'm saying. But on the flip side, now I blame their management and the people around them. Like, yo, you've got and to guide them. General. Well, you didn't, guide them, didn't we have that same dilemma just recently this week with Kodak Black talking about how like he would be he's better than Tupac and and Biggie because he said the only reason those N words are famous is because those N words died. Is That's that his exact said? words. His exact oh, yeah. words. Of Kodak I, I Black. sent you yeah, that yeah, yeah. because Michael Rappaport. Yeah, oh, well, he was probably Rappaport on a tirade. Oh yeah, he. Play. Yo, I blame the people that are like you. Got people are older than them. Like, yo, you got to like educate the, the, the your clients. There's yeah. no reason why in this day and age you should be saying stuff like that publicly. Your publishing is getting taken. Yeah. Your records, like, there's too much information. Yeah. Should, like, if if your team is not guiding you in that positive way, you should fire them. And plus, you're dissing a dead artist. They have no defense. They can't fight for themselves. It's like, well, the conversation is just because are they just. Shooting the messenger, like or, if we were to have a conversation and we talk about legacy, and we say right. it's more complex. I think what it comes down to is like look at where they're at in their careers, right? Look at where they're at with their impact, their their craft, their you know their catalog. Someone right. like Tupac, for example, right? When he died and where he was at, and how he old was did Tupac died? Was like twenty seven, right? He was twenty six, twenty six, twenty six or twenty five. He's twenty six, and Biggie was twenty five. He's still young, dude, or maybe twenty seven. Yeah, so much <clears throat> work was left behind. Is the but part. so if you look at where they're at in in their careers, like there are people that have the argument that because they passed away at that point, their legacy became in, inflated, right? Where maybe their catalog, or because of the 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 contradictions that that like Tupac had. There are people not not in the way Kodak said it right. that have mentioned that like they're as big as they are because they are they have died. Is that not a you guys? No, I mean I'm that's, not saying to agree with that, but right. that's something that that is that is argue, a, people it, have mentioned that. Right, I think but, that's all that Kodak is saying. But but it also goes with how powerful the music is going to be. What's going to be the verdict? Tupac's music has passed the litmus test. Yeah, it has. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. passed the litmus. It's still test. being played. Yeah, you know it is. I mean? Yeah, and then you know people making comparison to to Exorcist Tashian when he when he was when he passed. You know, once again, it's a litmus test. Is sad gonna matter ten years from now? Is this music gonna matter twenty years from now? We can't say that. Yeah. We can't yeah. say it's, it. And then, well, put, yeah, put it this way: like, say if DMX's catalog would have stopped in nineteen ninety nine, right? <laughs> when he was on, you know, we're talking, but. But like, he was also a and it would explain, like, imagine not saying that he would have died, but imagine in two thousand one, he just stopped. No more music. DMX, no more Logan right. Design. 
No more drug runs in Arizona. Right. No more legacy deteriorating actions. No running through the tarmac. But that catalog, it would have it would have passed passed you know the test. Oh yeah. Right. So imagine if Tupac would have gone on, and maybe he would have had some. He took some else. Who knows what would have happened? But I think what Kodak was saying, he just saying is like, they're just legends because they died. And I think, and I think somehow that becomes like, oh, the the youth is, is like. Unfortunately, there's it's this clickbait culture. Yeah. And people won't listen to the whole story. Yeah. yeah. And 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 won't like and like I said, I'm giving them some some leadway room on that. But also one more time. Like you gotta be like the media doesn't care, man. Oh yeah, you gotta watch your words. Yeah, you they'll try sure, to spin you it. And I mean, sure so I think around. I think the artists don't care either. The media and, doesn't care, but, but I think artists are just like I don't care. But, but, but now it's but gonna kill so, your career if you don't pay. But attention. let's go back to Tupac and Biggie and the idea of like how like journalists took those sound bites from two guys who just so happened to be from New York, mm-hmm. the other dude from the West Coast, L.A., the Bay, whatever you want to rep it, and then they spun it and they made it an all-out war. And then now, look what ha- ended up happening. Two di- guys died, and people from both coasts were repping it. Press, like you said, it's just a right. It's Met the man was on Huffington Post and said straight up, I blame Vibe Magazine for the death of Big King Tupac. Because when he put him on that cover oh, and said, yeah. Yeah. versus West, that's where it that's really where that's where that's where it's shot with the glasses. Yeah, yeah. Mev said straight up, it's it's. I put that L on Vibe Magazine. Yeah, we're and you living. Have to see what he's saying. Yeah, we're living in a time where like you no. Know, sensational you know like the truth and like no just whatever like the truth is one thing but like no like shocking is the thing that people want to hear and like you know that's the thing that's going to sell so like you know i mean if you look at your local news like stuff is going on all the time but the shit that they're showing you is like okay focus on that this happened here um you know this group of people did this you know so like it's i mean it's news, but yeah, like it's, you know, they're choosing what they're showing you. And like, yeah. if they can put a sensational spin on something, you know, that's what you're going to get. So like, you know, Coda, I mean, I didn't really watch it. So like, I can't speak on it too much, but it could have very well been like, you know, him just offering some type of criticism on like, okay, well, yeah, sure. Like, you know, they died before, like, you know, we could really have that discussion on them being like, you know, legends or not, you know, we'll never you know, no, but you know, it could have like ended there, but you know, Whoever yeah. was, you know, running that story. Hey, he hates Tupac and Biggie. Tune in yeah. and find right. out. And then all yeah. you see is the all you see is the headline. Yeah. All I, you see is the headline. Yo, it is our jobs as OGs to pull them aside, go like, yo, so this is what it is. Mm-hmm. You're gonna feel this whatever way you feel is whatever way you feel. But here's the facts, here's what this person did, this is what they represented. And and like I said, they don't have that room to make those mistakes because they got a camera in front of your face. You can make mistakes. If you make mistakes in public, it's hard to take it back. It's kind of like you date a girl and she screws up and your mother finds out. There's no forgiveness. (laughs) There's no, there's no, no (laughs) matter if you squash it with them or what. If they screwed up in your mother's eyes, there's no No, going back. Your mom just doesn't need to know. Right. So, (laughs) so with that said, like the, the, a lot of the younger generation doesn't have the ability to make mistakes. Not if they're putting themselves on cameras, almost like self snitching. I even, I even, you know what? I even think with, with in Kodak's situation, I even think it's not even that deep. No, I just think he just not. fucking said it. This, yeah. this is how, this how just, I feel, you know, and that's it. And that's it, you know? Or maybe just trying to be funny, you know? Like some cats yeah. try to be funny too. Yeah. You know? He could love Tupac. He could have like Tupac. Tupac could be one of his like favorite artists, but in an interview, because it's also the context of the interview was also just about him being in jail and like the charges he caught. And it's kind of like, yeah, he's like, I actually did what I rapped about as as opposed to these other dudes, which 
That's, yeah, that that brings up a whole another question. Yeah, are we really, are we really yeah. still trying to preach, pre, uh, you know, yeah. street credibility and, and it's pro wrestling? Not, like, yeah, yeah, yeah like, it's kind of you know when because keeping it real goes wrong. It's Dave Chappelle once said. It goes because who really does what they say they do? You know what Cold I mean? Right. Black. It's pro, <laughs> and, 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 and and it's and it's, I mean it six goes, nine is the, an example. Yeah, of that. like and so yeah, I mean, and then we could go on and on about well, all right, the guys that were really doing their thing, they were behind six nine or behind Kodak. Why are they allowing it to be done? Whether exactly. you know what I mean, like yeah. it, it's who's really doing what they what they say. All unless you are, unless you're in the streets, the, 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 the real ones don't speak on it, and they, they don't speak on no, it. No, and, and they're not gonna. That's the funny part. Yeah, and if if they get a chance to make it, they're not gonna be going back. Yeah, right. they're not. No. They're not blowing their. They're not, they're yeah, not. They're not gonna right. be going back. It's because like they're that, gonna be over it. I mean, right. think of it like you know, like a really rich person. Yeah, a really rich person's not trying to look rich. Exactly, they're yeah. trying to look like every like Bill Gates had. I mean, shout, I mean, not, I'm not talking shit about Bill Gates, but or Warren he's Buffett still got that either. haircut. Or even Warren, Warren I mean, Buffett. Like Bill Gates, like he can <laughs> afford, like, it's I mean, it, it's only like, you know, it's only the people that don't have it or aren't about that life that are trying to like, you know, emulate, emulate it, you know, yeah. that lifestyle. It's so yeah, truth. like, I mean, Dr. Dre wears the same white pair of shoes, same black right? shirt, yeah. same. In my, um, when I first started cooking, Steve my, Jobs is the same right. way. In my cooking career, my first, my first big, I guess professional cooking gig i was i worked at a country club in santa monica right on the beach right Fleming, and crazy you know neckerchief tall hat the whole nine right right the members at that time this was a long time ago um the members would be paying almost 20 g's a year to become members oh, simply yes. for status nothing else yeah they had to pay for everything they had to right. pay to you know they had to pay to use the the gym they had to pay to use the pool they had to pay to sit on the on our part of the beach i mean they paid for everything all those men, women that would come, they'd come with polo shirts and shorts. Yeah. Faded polo shirts. Yeah. Nothing, <laughs> you know, hair all over the place. No designer a stuff. Folded ass hat. <laughs> 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 the brim is just like oh, a... One of those old like, fishing hats. <laughs> it's like a hat from Circus Circus or something. And that was the truth. You know, they're just going there to kick back half Because they got it for free. Yeah. And I mean, they, straight up. Like, they didn't I look mean, like money. I mean, straight up. Like, I remember, like, I saw, like, this one picture. They had, like, Jay-Z from when he was younger to when he was, you know, to him now. Yeah. And they had, like, um, I guess, like, his estimated worth at the time. You know, it showed him with his gold chain, his flat top, yeah. you know, his rings. And they yeah. said estimated worth, you know, and I don't know how true the picture was, but it said like, you know, $100,000. Yeah. And then, you know, it put like him now and it said like, you know, a couple million. And it just showed, yeah, like how dressed down yeah, he was. He was just, yeah. It's just, yeah. It's crazy. He's just like, yeah, you know, I just kind of woke up this morning. You know, yeah. Just Look at Jay-Z, had some J. Coffee. Cole. Yeah. <laughs> Kendrick, they're not, you know. Hey man, if you bad Beyonce, man, it's like all of y'all can go go kick rocks, man. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, but it's but, the truth. But it's true. Is like, like I said, Dr. Dre. You know, we've seen pictures of it. Where same white shoes, same Air Force One, same black shirt. Like, yeah. What do I have yeah. to prove to? Exactly. Nothing, because you're Dr. Dre. Nothing you have to prove shit to anybody. Yeah. Shout out to his daughter who got into USC too. He, and he said online, he said, oh. and I didn't have to go to jail for it either, man. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> That's a whole nother conversation of that whole with that, higher education. That was that's, crazy. That's a crazy time right now. But yeah, people are rich. Don't need to show it. It's like, no, no they don't. I'm, ha- I'm, I'm no. happy. And that goes back now with the 
the idea of street life. If you're trying to get out of it, you ain't really trying to blow you up don't the spotlight. Like you ain't trying to backpedal. Back. You no. ain't trying to backpedal. Just remember when MC Hammer tried to, when he got into Death Row and Tupac told him, like, you can't be doing that. You're backpedaling from <laughs> pop to gangster rap. That's not about it. You know what I mean? Funny. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, we're going back in terms of youth and, and, and OG-ness. I think as, as now we're getting to that age, you know, we're almost at that stage. You know, we have artists that are younger than us that look to us for guidance. It's very important that, you know, for me, the school, it's a school of don't criticize your peers in public like that. Pull them aside in, 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 in private, but like, yo, maybe you can do this better. Or maybe I see yeah. this. It, you can't take things back when it's in public. You, you yeah. can't ridicule people like that in public in, in, record. You, yeah, you can't do that, especially in this age. Pull people aside, have a conversation in, 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 uh, in private, and and then go from there, man. You know, don't embarrass cats. Like, yeah, don't don't do because 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 now they're not gonna remember the point you try to make. They remember that you embarrassed them in yeah. public, and now they gotta answer you. Yeah, right now, you. now you got the whole neighborhood and everybody. Now the neighborhood is the whole world in your business, and yeah. now you got a, a problem that's blowing up to something that's not really a, a, yeah. a should be a beef in the first place. Exactly. So it's just offering that guidance, and I think as as the culture gets older, I think that will you know change. I hope it does. Hope so. I think I think yeah. I think history has shown it's just gonna it's just going through growing pains. Yeah, we're getting over the hump of, of a midlife crisis right now. Absolutely. So, with every dark ages, there's always a renaissance. So there is. It's a consistent renaissance. It's an interesting time, um, and I think Jordan, I got to ask this to you too. You know, I, I talked about this specifically with uh, with Chris Siders of SOS. What is success as a recording artist right now? It's not necessarily sales. You know, we, we, we all talk about the Spotify numbers and how they're trying to knock back the modern music, music act and, you know, and songwriters and more monies and shows and merchandise. The idea of going platinum in the first week may or may not hold as much weight. If you depend on the RIAs, you know, Strings. streaming, it's, it's like the cheat codes. Like, yeah. it's, it's to me, that new system is kind of like the curve system in school. Everybody does bad, so if you curve it up, everybody does it's good. good. Yeah. You know, because 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 still a solid record sale is still more than a stream. They haven't worked out that 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 yeah. that, that that price yet. It's always so. Every- what is the six? What is success for an artist nowadays? What is the? Uh-huh. Well, how do you define success? I guess is yeah. what we've all tried to figure out here. I think that's yeah. It's it's a uh, like the landscape is definitely changing. Like if you look at the RAA, you know, it scaled up. Back then, gold was. Five hundred thousand. Yeah. No, gold was a million. No, gold was five hundred thousand for for sales and then no before. I'm talking like way way back. Oh yeah yeah before that. And yeah. Then not then gold way became back five hundred thousand. Right. Came, time. Then there's okay now you got to do platinum. Right. So now uh, because that's because the physical accessibility of music scaled up before right. it was like not everyone had eight tracks or or, or 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 you know records but with right. CDs it just became oh this is a thing. I think people put a lot of. of value into the physical possession of right. of this disc and now that that went backwards but the the platforms have increased right you know like if you think about how much you used to get paid for like a radio stream or like a radio play right and how much you get paid for a stream and how much easier it is to get on a playlist and get a spotify stream versus to get your song on radio right things are changing so for artists i always tell people you know, it's about your your reach right now. To me, it's like your return is gonna come from the attention of the fans. Like now, it's more so about the fans. And if you're in a small town and you can get that hundred, that thousand, that ten thousand right. fans, 
that could be monetized a lot. Right. Yeah. You just have to be put up on game to know how to just how to just how to get that. Like, do you know how many different ways you can get paid from one stream? There's multiple. Right. Like just because you got Distrokator TuneCore and you got whatever, you know, whatever thousand, five thousand, you know, plays you have on your project, guess what? You're missing out on money. Because one play on Spotify equates to more than one type of royalty. Right. People don't know that DistroKid is not enough. People don't know that that there's like a radio play. Right. A Spotify play is now a mechanical... No, it's a performance royalty. Right. Because Spotify, if someone plays your music on the free version, right. that's a non-user controlled radio internet radio right it's like Pandora like Pandora there is two roses for that yeah right. but if I play your music on the paid version that's a user controlled radio stream because right. I pay and I could choose but guess what Digital Kid ain't paying you that you, you gotta have your performance royalties so there's a whole so one education so so I guess what is success is like it just depends on your reach, I guess. Right. I guess I guess depends on what, what your expectation of success right. is. Right. Every everybody's different. I think we're in an age <clears throat> where you don't have to be Jay, you don't have to be the biggest rapper out. Yeah. And you still can have I, I call it middle uh, middle class, you be a middle class rapper. You can tour around the world. You can have your solid base. I mean, like look at the Rhyme Sayers label. Yeah. They're yeah. the kings of that shit. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. You know, you look at Atmosphere and Brother Ali and all those guys. They may not be the biggest names in rap, but, but, those, who, thing, yeah. but those who know, know. And when they come to your town, those who know are packing out the shows. And it, it's possible to be able to still be uh, uh, make, a, make a living as a musician and still be able to walk in the grocery store without being mobbed. Yeah. It's possible. You know, and I think this age has made that possible if you know how to carve your audience right. Yeah. You know, so... I think we're in an interesting age where it's gonna that that idea is gonna evolve, and if you and you understand your market and you reach to that market, you know you're gonna be in a way to be able to do things your own way and still make great money. Yeah, it's possible. There's you just gotta work, you know. You gotta put in the you yep. gotta work. I mean, the same artists that back in the day that would have hustled and got their street team and got all their homies. And yep. This those are the same artists like in this day and age it takes that level like I'm sure there were artists back in the day that would just cut demos think they were gonna make it make dope music but not have the hustle or the drive to to to, to push it to push it get the studio time get those meetings whatever you know wait outside of the radio station for, right. for Kanye yeah. nowadays it's like there's still a lot of hustle that is required to contact the aggregators to, to find out who's making the playlist to get your stuff registered, to get publishing admin, right? To research, to even know, I like, I'm, I guarantee you there are people listening that do music, that put out their music through District Court and, Tune, and, and TuneCore that did not know that they're not getting all of their money, right? That did not know that one, one press play of your song on Spotify creates multiple pieces, multiple types of royalties, right? If you didn't know, then Google it and like look it up. These are the people. These are the reason. These are the reasons why the people that are gonna start making money off of it and are gonna start. That's what's gonna separate you from them. You know. I will say the younger generation, especially you know us, and we were the first generation. We we're the last generation to tape things off the radio, and the first with Napster. Yep. And I think this this generation has gotten smarter in terms of the business sense of it. 
Very, very rare do you see. It still happens, unfortunately, but very rare now. You see people that know about their pub. Uh-huh. They're making their own deals with labels. If the if the numbers are not right, well, fuck it. Yeah. I can just go on this tour and put this record out my way. And do it myself. And do yeah. it my damn self. Like, why should I? You weren't with me shooting in the gym. Well, I'm going to give you yeah. a piece. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, so I, I think this, this age has got a lot more business savvy. If I don't need you, you need me. Um, it still needs some tightening up to do. There's still a lot of pitfalls, but I, but that, but that, that's something about this young era that's younger than us. I'm really proud of. They're really on the idea of fuck these major conglomerates. Yeah. We're gonna do things our way. And if you're gonna play ball with us, you're gonna do it on all terms. They understand yeah. the concept of being the suit and the artist. Yep. So. Some can do that, some can't. Yeah. But you have to in this in this day and age, especially if you want to get. You know, you're not paid what you're worth. You're paid what you negotiate. Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah, facts. Oh, what? Um, okay, so just to switch gears real quick before we wrap up. Okay, we like to ask uh, some food-related questions. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. okay. y'all being from LA. Hey. So, so let me let me ask you guys. After you guys uh, pull a dope show, you guys are feeling good. <laughs> what do you guys like to go? Whatever's to grub open. On? Whatever's, open. <laughs> Whatever's open. At that point, it's like I don't even just uh, let me get some food in my stomach. Don't say Denny's. No, I'm just no, 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 no. Unfortunately, I have maybe the only thing open. But if it's a, but if everything is open, man, yo, man. Um, for me, I'm a soul food cat, and of course, being a Cali cat, you know, yeah. good Mexican food, man, has to be that. Has to be that. Lord is the biggest thing foodie out of the three of us. <laughs> Today, just like yeah. yo, after this, he's like, he's like, after this interview, we're gonna go here. We're gonna go donut man. Like, go to donut man. Yeah. He's like, we're going here. We should make a donuts. partnership with them, right? We should. We should. So, we just talk about. I'm gonna start getting them and putting them right there. Yeah, we should just have like yeah, a think about that. Yeah, man. For 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 or me, just have it right laid out. This is donut man. For real. Yeah. For me, and it, and I'm one to be careful not to eat too much before a show because yeah. you're trying to rap, you got a full stomach, oh, you're yeah. burping in the mic. No, you've been DJing, man. Yeah, can't do that. Can't do that. So, I think like I, I don't know for some reason like every time we do a wedding after a wedding because we DJ too so we do mobile DJing as well too and we both DJ together when we do these weddings and for some odd reason whenever we're on the OC because we don't have it out in LA oh. we're always like yo like it's open late ain't nothing wrong with it let's go Raising Canes Raising Canes let's okay. just go because okay. there we would go like because when we were like in like someone Capistrano we're like what's open like we're in the middle of like Temecula. What's open? <laughs> Temecula. Yeah, we're at a we were at a vineyard, and then we're just like, I'm hungry as hell. Like, cause that's the thing when you're DJing, the adrenaline rush is so at its optimum peak because you want to make sure you're performing well and you yeah. don't want to eat too much. You got an yeah. MC, and they'll give you a plate yeah. of food, but sometimes that that food goes down quick and it burns just <laughs> quick. Right. No, and yes. Sometimes you're just picking at it. You're not even enjoying right. the, the the you know the, the you know the food. So usually we're guilty. We just get some raising canes. That's like one of one of our go to spots. Like after a DJ and gig, doing weddings or a private event. Yeah. Nice. Uh, you know, uh, I'm kind of boring with uh, what I eat. You know, I do the meal prep. I do, uh, okay. you know, just chicken breast and I could tell. broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. Uh, you know, chicken breast and broccoli all the time. But if I'm not meal prepping, you now I used to uh, live in Japan a few years nice. ago. Um, I love, love, love shabu shabu. Ooh, um, hello, uh, Shinsengumi in um yeah. in a Gardena. Gardena, it's um, fantastic. Gardena, like you can come up on like some really good Japanese food yeah. down yeah. there, oh, um, yeah. and even I, some good chanko nabe too. Like oh, what sumo wrestlers eat? So that 
My pops rest in peace used to work right there off of Artesia Normandy. Oh, wow. So like, I know exactly where you at. Yeah, yeah. you know, like uh, what's it called? Like, yeah, off of a uh, you know Artesia and like Danker. Yeah, I go to that Shinsengumi mm-hmm. uh, pretty often. Uh, there's yeah. a place. Um, uh, teriyaki style, um, well, Hawaiian style uh, teriyaki called Rascals. Oh, that's um, the spot. Yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. spot. I'm, yeah. I'm there uh, pretty often. Uh, so yeah, like you know, for me, like you know, just from my time in Japan, like you know, a lot of the Japanese cuisine like really you know resonates yes. with me. The okonomiyaki, nice, nice. Uh, ramen, some sushi, yeah, man. Um, or we go, or we go other Asian uh, places. Korean too. barbecue, I love that. Yeah. Korean yeah. barbecue, but then I've also introduced these guys in the last what five years to Dean Taifang. Yeah, dumplings. Fire, fire, fire. Yeah, the pork soup dumplings. I've introduced that to them as well. See, I never really good right now. I did a 60th birthday party recently. Where the uh, the 60th birthday, the food was gumbo and tacos. Oh, yes. I was like, I was like, I like you have made my, my <laughs> yeah. weekend gumbo and nice. see, I, I have family from New Orleans, so okay. Creole, Creole in my in, in my family, man. So you, you know, you give me the the, the jambalaya and the gumbo and the shrimp. I love seafood; my favorite mm. type of food. Nice. It's funny. Actually, hit up San Pedro one of these days. Yeah, man, there's a spot dip. that opened up around the corner from our crib. It's Mexican food and soul food. Oh, and nice! I haven't tried. It yet that's I haven't dope. tried it yet. I was like, yo, that's a crazy combination. My mother, I remember I drove. <laughs> I'm in the car with my mom. She was just like, Mexican soul food. That's a crazy combination. I said, hey mom, that could be a future grandchild. So Chuck, I was at Chula Vista, right? I was in San Diego last week. And there's a spot. It has the word soul and it's called Soul Listas. And this spot is like literally two exits before the border, the international border. Really? And when you get there, I was like, oh, shit, this is like a new like Mexican spot. Because, you know, you go to San Diego, you're going to get Mexican food. It, no yeah. questions about they're, it. They're no ifs bre- and buts about the it. capital. Of the carne world. asada fries, carne asada nachos, whatever. I walk into this establishment and I'm like, wait, it's not just Mexican food. It's Filipino food. Ooh. And it's infused because they had like the Manny Pacquiao fries. Oh, <laughs> they funny. had like, they had like, dude, they had Tocino fries. They had Longanisa fries. Mm. And I was like, and then of course, we all know that there's oh, also… Is it Zarlitos? It's a Solitas. So? Solitas. And then of course, we can't also neglect the fact that Mexican food was also, also influenced, heavily influenced by Middle Eastern Lebanese culture. So the kebab… Yeah. They also had like kebab fries, Jeez. like fresh, like basically the way that they make it in the Same. Middle East. Al pastor. Al pastor, yeah. that so style. They shave, they shave it down. And then I was just like looking at everything. And I was like, but I look in the back, you know, they're all Mexican. Then they're like, oh, the owner's Filipino. He comes in and Yo. out, you know. Nice. So trip <laughs> out, funny. dude. It's, it's, hey, it's that dope. That kebab we had last night was bomb too. Man. Oh, kebab way. Shout out kebab to Glenda. I had the leftovers last night too when I came in watching Netflix. Oh, what? Man. Wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Chuck never won. Packs his food home. Okay. Second, he always eats more than he should. That's okay. how I know this guy so much. Okay. And he's always going to go for the strawberry lemonade. Got strawberry lemonade on deck. That's what he's going to get. <laughs> that's his go-to. But that's how you know we're like also as a unit, we get each other's like diet. We that's respect dope. Paul when he's in like when he's doing his diet. They respect lemonade. me too when I have to do like respect eliminate. Excuse me. Thank you. Sorry. I was just caught in a moment. You know me. I get excited. But here's the thing. It's like he does his uh, meal prep. And then I've been doing keto for a minute too. And I was doing the intermittent fasting. But here's the thing. It's like when we do food, we're also on the same page. We may be like, no, I don't know. Let's, let's, let's see what's the general yeah. consensus. But end of the day, it comes down to like, oh, let's do it. Let's go eat. What about home-cooked meals? Yo, oh, yes. What about home-cooked meals? Man, yo. So my pops can burn. Okay. My pops can really, really burn. And I've been trying to, you know, 
get game from him, man. And what's funny get on is it, like, man. You gotta get the cooking, I, bro. I know I have to. The funniest thing is my so for 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 um Fat Tuesday this past year, my mom had never made gumbo before. Okay. And she killed it. Nice. So I told my pops, I was like, hey, hey, mom's killed it with the gumbo. She's like, get out of here. Like, you know my gumbo. <laughs> like, there was like, they've been divorced almost 20 years. Yeah. And there's still, there's some of that competition there. Okay. So, you know, like. She don't when make it, gumbo. <laughs> yo, so it was, so, you know, anything about, you know, gumbo. And then, you know, like the, the, the my, my dad, I don't, I don't know what it is, man. It's like anything. It can be Italian food, spaghetti. It could be just, it's some it reason. Just has like, that touch. He, you know, I've always asked him, like, why you never thought yeah. about working in a restaurant? And he's like, it's my peace of mind. Yeah. Like, you know, certain things you it's don't different. want. You, yeah. you need it as just when like. You, yeah, with your therapy, when you love to right. cook. And I tell people, just leave it at that. Because, you know, I, I got into cooking as a, like, my almost, not I want to say my last resort because i love cooking and i've always loved cooking but i was put into a program you know to kind of steer me the right. right way in high school and uh they found out i liked cooking and the rest was history i didn't have grades to go to college you right. know so i just pulled it together at the end and ended up going to la trade tech and hey, i mean here i am almost 20 years later still mm. cooking i have my pop-up i have a regular nine to five with the local district and um you know, I love it. So it's kind of you know I have a love, right. not not so much a love hate relationship, but when but when people genuinely love cooking, right? I'm like, just keep that, yeah, keep that because I've seen the bad, you know, the bad part of the right. industry, you know, right. hard, the grind, the, all of that. I mean, even, I love it even but, with music. Yeah. You, know, you try to separate yeah, yeah, yeah. the business and the love. What it happens yeah. all the time. My grandmother had these bomb baby back ribs. I grew up eating nice. as well. And, 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 and I think cooking, and the reason why I think I really want to get more into cooking is because it's like being a producer. It's a science. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's mixing. Too it's much reverb here. Yeah. Too yeah. much oh, seasoning yeah. here. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I can, right. you know, there's a science to it. You know? Yeah. Um, and a lot of, there's a lot of producers out there that can really could burn, man. I know DJ Quick is one. I remember reading yeah. R, he's like, he can burn. He's yeah. one of the greatest producers yeah. and mixers out yeah. there. So for me, I, I, I really wanted to get into the science of it because nice. it is a balance and you're trying to please your audience. Yeah. Plus, it's good for dates, man. Well, we gotta, yeah, we so gotta throw it down. Chuck, you gotta get it. <laughs> you gotta, gotta, we gotta throw down, Chuck. We gotta got, go. Come get on, on, man. Gotta do it. Get on that blue apron. <laughs> come on, man. Like, <laughs> this episode is sponsored by. It. No, I'm serious. <laughs> this is a blue, blue call. Uh, blue. Uh, what's the name of the cooking? Uh, blue apron. No, the uh, cooking. Uh, <laughs> the cooking. The cordon blue. The cordon blue. They call down blue. There it is. <laughs> what about you, Lemonade? Uh, you know, like again, like no, most of my meals, uh, you know, just. Just chicken so and broccoli. Good. It is the same thing three times a day. Well, did you learn? But, how to but cook like, what about from like home? Like maybe your parents, yeah. aunts, uncles. Ah, uh, I'm, I'm taking it there. Okay, you know, you know, I'll, I'll take it back to something I make: um, bacon wrap filet mignon. Okay. Oh, hey. right. hey. you know, I, I've, I've made it before, but like, you no, know, I, I think this last uh, Valentine's Day was the first time, like, I, you know, I made it for my girlfriend, and like. She's just like, oh my gosh, wow! I'm like, I probably nice. had like the biggest hickey on my neck. And we did see that. It was on my neck for like two weeks. Valentine's Day was steak. She like sucked the life out of me. Valentine's Day was on a Thursday. Yeah, we had practice on a Monday. I'm like, what happened? It was there for like a good minute, but like the steak was that good. Like I had like this apple, like this apple cooked like you know bacon. Yeah, wrapped it around perfectly. You know, seasoned it. You know, perfectly had the. You know, the garlic, you know, like the sliced garlic. Yeah. It was just like you the perfect it. symphony of hey. just everything. Yeah. And like, nice. yeah, like I, no, I'm not even a big red meat person, but like yeah. that's one thing like I, I really enjoy making. Nice. Nice. All right. So for me, I grew up 
Filipino. So everyone talks about adobo. Yeah, and everyone knows okay. adobo. And where my dad's from, we don't do the adobo like with a heavy gravy sauce. We do the dry adobo. Okay. okay. And actually throw down with that one. But adobo gets a lot of shine and adobo's great. But there's another dish secondary and close to my heart because I grew up with it. It's like my comfort food. It's like what I want growing up, even as a kid until to this day, is sinigang. Mm. And it's a it's basically it's a soup broth. It's a pork brew. You can use pork, you can use beef, you can use seafood. But Chuck, well, the way talks the way Chuck talks about soul food, the way that I believe sinigang and just a hot bowl of rice. Yeah. With that hot piping uh, broth with you know you have basically the ingredients are just vegetables like you know your string beans your onions your tomatoes gabe which is basically taro and then also you put like pork broth and my mom never liked using the tamarind soup base because she's like no I don't use that that's MSG I got gout <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh, I don't use that and then so she uses calamansi which is basically the citrus it's like a little mini lemon that's indigenous to the food right and with that she actually uses like real tamarind she shaves it down she mortars and pestles it and she really makes a real tamarind soup base without the MSG he's like look at my toe I make this look at my toe you better fix this toe you know you know Filipinos are like you know we are not one for tact we will tell you like yeah man you know my mama. You know my, my dad, mama. That, you know my dad. Same, same train of thought, man. And when it comes down to it, like, yeah, that pork sinigang. And then I've actually, that's what I would throw down on a regular. Or I would actually mess around with it not use pork. I would actually use, like, kalbi. Like, kalbi beef. Like, mm. kalbi sinigang. Oh, nice. And you don't have to do much with it. You don't marinate it. You just cook it with the broth, with the bone broth. And everything. You, you, you know what? It, it, it's, that, it's that connection. <laughs> We're talking about how music can take you yeah. back to a certain time. Food is too. Mm-hmm. There's a playlist I created on my phone that started recently called Cocktail Shrimp. And okay. I'll, I'll tell you why I call it Cocktail <laughs> Shrimp. Growing up, my dad would barbecue you know, on Sundays, and my mom knew I liked cocktail shrimp. So they would, they all would hear like the Earth Wind. Like we're talking about earlier, Earth Wind yeah. Fire Gap Band. Those records on a Sunday, yeah. Rick James cameo, and I would have my cocktail shrimp nice. while hearing these records. So I wanted to make a playlist from that era. And also, certain records that I listened to, you know, from my era that mm-hmm. would associate. What would I play my kids? My cocktail, yeah. Yeah, you know, cocktail right. shrimp. Like these, like hey, you don't know nothing about this. These are my <laughs> yeah, 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 shit yeah, yeah, like yeah. that, you know. So. Connecting with food, like there are certain foods and certain music that, you know, puts me in a certain yeah. place where it, it's comforting. They say oh, comfort yeah. food and that is oh, comfort food and comfort tunes. Yeah, my parents love Earth, Wind & Fire. We actually played uh, Keep Your Head to the Sky at my pop's funeral. Oh, wow. wow. We sent them home in style. Hey. You know what I mean? So, can, I, can I share something about Earth, Wind & Fire? Go for it. So everyone always asks the origin uh, story behind my name, Lord. And I don't know if I ever told you this, Jordan. So... Earth, Wind, and Fire plays a huge, significant part in my life because everyone always asks, like, what's the origin of your name, Lord? Like, it's to the point where it's like, is his name really Lord? Or is it just Anthony? <laughs> Did he make that up? Did he add that as a title? I remember having to explain the shout out to Mike Rock. And Mike Rock had said, is your name really Lord? And I'm like, I had to literally pull you out. like that? Mike. <laughs> <laughs> just just like, it was at Hangouts. Like, it was bothering him. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, you're, you're like, your brow is twitching. Like, it's really, it's like unappeasing right now. Yo, I've had to jam people. And, about, I'm not calling him Lord. You're calling him Lord. It's his name. Yeah, so. I'm calling him Anthony. I had to pull out the ID. And I said, here, my name is actually Lord. <laughs> If you call me Anthony, it feels like I'm auditing your assets. So which one do you want to choose? Because I'm a paralegal by trade. That's what I do for a living. I work for a law firm. 
Anyways, long story short, the, the word, the name Lord, the namesake. So when my mother was pregnant with me and she was giving birth, it took her 72 hours to literally put me out to the world. And unfortunately, the doctors had said that when they had reported to my mom and my dad, they had said, we don't know what we're going to do with your son. He might be pronounced dead. He could, he's not responsive. And it's been already 72 hours. So technically, I should have been born March 27, but I was born March 30th, which is next week. And my mom was like, okay, uh, me, because they're very ultra religious, you know, feel good Filipino family, Catholic by default. So they decided, like, we're going to pray on it and we're really going to decide the fate of our child. And so my mom and dad gathered in the corner and they, you know, they prayed. And then my mom made a bargain with God. She's like, look, if you give this, my baby, this child life, I'm going to name him after you. So hence the name Lord for Jesus Christ. And then Anthony, St. Anthony Padua, because San Antonio de Padua is our family's patron saint. Still is because he's a patron saint of lost things. And at that time, my mom hit her low as low because like, this is my firstborn child and I'm going to lose him and I don't want to lose him. And so they looked for a sign and they said, what's the one thing that, you know, kind of like stimulates Lord? And my dad's like, I wonder if they have a radio here. Do they have a radio? Somebody pulls out a radio and they call. They call the nurses. They call the doctors. And so they basically got a radio and they're like you got headphones or anything he's like no we can only like you know just tune it up as loud as you want whatever helps whatever works so when they were turning on the radio and they're fine-tuning the fm dial because that's how the radios right. were back in the day they weren't digital so she gets to the station and right when she hits it's earth winter time it's september it's the beginning the beginning reflect and boom baseline hits succinct with a heartbeat me and i'm ready to come out yeah and that's the story that's the namesake i've i've if there's only a small number of people who know that story now you it's guys know now there will be millions thank you <laughs> pretty well let's hope so but i mean that's the namesake that's the origin story everyone asks is like is that really your name that's how i got my name and it was also through the song earth wind and fire september that's why whenever that song plays on a wedding i said chuck you just got to give me a moment <laughs> Because it's it's, it's that song that brought me back to life, that's and crazy. that's the kind that of thing. Crazy. And that's the kind of thing where it's like you know when they really say music saved my life. Of course, with outside forces as well. If you believe in a spiritual life right. as well too, but that in a sense, in a sense, like ever since then, my faith has always been strong. You know, and uh, I believe it's like you know I was put in this world, you know, to share the gift of you know whatever talents he gave me. You know? Nice, so, that's dope. Thank you for sharing. Thank that's, you. That's those story. Yeah, thank you for sharing that one. I thought it was because it was took three days. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. Lord of mercy. <laughs> three days. Lord of mercy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, what yeah. do you want to name this child? Lord. No. Have mercy. <laughs> well, my cousin, funny part about it is uh, his name's Caesar. And the reason why they say Caesar is because it's actually Caesarian. So, you know, Caesarian in yeah. Tagalog actually means that is Caesar. That's the translation, Caesarian to the C-section. <laughs> it, it, it could have been, could have been, been Caesar or Lord. Yeah. I think we're going to, we're going to, Caesar is, is yeah, Caesarian in Tagalog Caesar. was like, that is Caesar translated. Cool. We will take Lord over Caesar, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys again for thank you, joining thank us. You thank for you for having us. Thank you for having us. Dope convo. Thank you, you so yeah. much. Let's, uh, so let's wrap this up. Let's wrap it up. So before we go, where could they find y'all? 
All right. So, uh, <coughs> oh, good grief. Clear your throat, man. Clear your throat, man. Oh, I got some cough drops. <laughs> clear my throat. Okay. So, um, first and foremost, our new album, The Black Odyssey, as we talked about earlier, available on all streaming uh, services. Uh, you can buy physical copies on onaflowproductions.com. Um, I love digital's great, but the way the the, the 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 art is and the sound, I just prefer the physicals. Yeah. But like I said, if you prefer digital, it's all out there on all platforms. Onaflowproductions.com. Uh, honor like have an honor flow like going with the flow productions with an s.com instagram at honor flow productions and add on facebook and uh soundcloud and uh, uh twitter uh hip music um we had our music videos out of course uh youtube.com on a flow uh, slash honor flow productions all right and at the speed of light is out elevation video coming soon uh personally uh for instagram at the old soul hip that's on instagram and twitter at the old soul hip uh, yes, uh, as far as I go, uh, E-L-I-M-N-8-H-F-P for both Instagram and Twitter. I also have a, a video game streaming on Twitch, X-X-E-L-I-M-N-8-X-X, Eliminate. So yeah, uh, check me out there. Nice. All social media handles already been mentioned. It's D-J-I-S-L-O-R-D. DJ is Lord, not DJ Lord. DJ is Lord. DJ Lord is from Public Enemy. Shout out to DJ Lord. Mad respect to him, but it's DJ I S L O R D at DJ is Lord. Not DJ is Caesar. DJ is Lord. No, or DJ is the Lord. Lord is the DJ. There's been a lot of variations. We've had the Lord. We've had a lot of variations. Even with my well, my name, and you've gotten we. Uh, even on the floor productions, <laughs> on the floor productions is the it's the popular. Oh, man. On the floor, on, let's not even go there. On the floor productions. <laughs> How much time do you got? <laughs> but yeah, if you don't remember any of that, we just said honorflowproductions.com. All of our social media handles up there. All our music is up there. Everything about us. Come see us at a show. We got some exciting things that are about to come up. Nice. And uh, we, we just want to thank you to everybody who supported us, man. This thank is just, you. Just such thank a grassroots so operation and being around 13 years plus now. Nice. And really, like, I feel like we're, we're, we're hitting our stride. That's awesome. And we have gotten better with time. And, and like I said, a lot of it has to do with the growing community of what you guys have provided for us and allowed us to grow as artists and, and grow our, our, our sound and our nice. message. And thank you for that. The only like, way to go is up. Yeah, it's yeah. Only, yeah. It's the only direction, right. y'all. Thank you. Well, right. thanks thanks again for being on our show. We really appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thank and, you. Uh, so we close. Salute. Yeah, we Let's go eat. I'm <laughs> Chef Adam. JM Cam. Let's eat. Let's DJ get Chuck, it. the old soul. MC Eliminate. DJ is Lord. We out. Peace. 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 So class, salute. Peace. Peace. <laughs>